canceled. In today's society, there are very few places where you can still be yourself, and the freedom of expression actually exists. into the hideout 106.7 WJFK we are sitting alone but as opposed to being on broadcast a live broadcast in DC sitting alone we're back in the comforts of the WJFK compound and instead of those uncomfortable stools we have nice leather plushy chairs to sit alone in oh man I was looking so forward to this J dubs it is El Jefe and J dubs uh, 800 636-1067-202-432-1067. We can continue to converse with you now on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, our content partner, JFKLFA, E-L-J-E-F-E. Now, how, uh, for how high in demand, where we had to go over the amount of hideout passes that we gave out, I don't know how many of them actually showed up. Yeah, I want to say hello to the five people who we gave hideout passes to that showed up to uh, Tequila Beach last Saturday night for the live broadcast. And people actually called up and like, hey, can I get one of those hideout passes? I really want to go. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk about this. Um, we will discuss the live broadcast probably here in about 30 minutes or so because there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I, the, the people right offhand that I want to thank are William, who came out, Das Vega, um, we had Veronica Cavanaugh, who was uh, in studio with us one time. So we had a lot of our... Craig was another guy that I met who brought a whole bunch of buddies of his. And uh, my baseball friends who uh, came out. But, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about the live broadcast. God damn, I can't wait to talk about the live broadcast that we did last weekend. Could you even... Could you call it a broadcast? I, I would use that term very loosely when we talk about last week. I think I would, too. So we'll get to that at some point. Another thing that I want to talk about is I saw the Passion of the Christ. And, in, in fact, uh, Dyslexic V, who was in here before, we got into kind of an argument over one of the scenes in the movie. By the way, welcome back. Johnny, uh, well, we can't call him. Yeah. I guess we can call him Punani once. But I guess, well, what, what do you want to go by now? Johnny Purnani. Johnny Purnani. Okay. Thank I mean, all, all because I'm a firm believer in what the FCC is doing, you know, right, I'm right behind them. What? I'm, I'm being facetious. Okay. Come on. How about Johnny Nunani? Johnny, Johnny Nunani. That's what we need to do. We need, a, we need a name thing tonight, so anybody who wants to call in, whatever the phone number is, I don't even remember. Ah, uh, Fat Boy. How about that? I got Johnny that Fat Boy. I got that one for you. Nah, let's drop the Johnny, too. Just Fat Just Boy. Fat Boy? Fat Boy! Well, no, get hey, Fat Boy! That's what my dad used to call me when I was a kid. I'm not even kidding. Fat Boy! Get over here. Clean your room. We'll have to talk about that, too. That might have to change. I'll have to tell you about that. You're, hey, not, but, you're not losing weight. Well, no, I, I'm going to have to. 
But I mean, I did. What what I wanted to say is, I was wondering why you had all the ash spread all over your forehead. Yeah, right. I mean, it was like you, know, you, you got a big old black mark roll. But I don't think you're supposed to put a swastika in it. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. First and foremost, Dubs. I guess we get started um, within, like anything else, you know, I would assume. And what's going on? Uh, you and I haven't really had the the real ability to talk about what's gone down in the radio industry here uh, here lately as far as the whole situation with crackdowns and the FCC and, and yeah, congressional we, hearings. We really didn't want to talk about it last week and bore everybody at the uh, bar with it, but, you know. Well, it's, as, it turn, tonight. as it turns out, nobody was there that we could have bored, so we easily could have talked about it. But we wanted to keep the mood upbeat and light last weekend. This weekend, I feel a little bit more comfortable in talking about it. And actually, things have passed a little bit, too. You know, we're, we're getting to the point uh, where we're, we're finally discovering what it is that can, uh, can be said, what can't be said. And, you know, we were talking about the live broadcast dubs. What a, what a horrible timing for this live broadcast. Yeah. And the fact that, all right, so all this stuff comes down, uh, the zero tolerance policies, um, very vague, too. When you really come down to what it is, stuff that's arguably indecent, and you, maybe you've heard other people talk about this before, either Don and Mike or Howard or Ron and Fez. And first of all, indecent hasn't been defined. And then you go so far as to say something that's arguably indecent. Was it arguably indecent or arguably offensive? No, indecent. Okay. Indecent. Because way. arguably offensive is even more vague. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of people got confused in the, in the indecent and the offensive. Because you can be offensive. You know, I mean, there's no way around it. You're going to offend someone with something that you say anytime. Your voice offends a lot of people. Your 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 diction, your pronunciation offends a lot of people. I'm just saying this is what I've heard, Dubs. I don't know about you. So, so you have either, you know, you could be offensive. I can't believe you're attacking me for having a tongue that's too big for my mouth. I mean, you know that it's a touchy situation. You can be offensive. You can be in bad taste. Is that seriously what it is? Yes. Really? Yes, I have a I have a over, overly sized tongue and overactive salivary glands that make it very very difficult for me to be in this business. And no one know that. No wonder why your girlfriend loves you. No, wait a second though. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, oh wait, wait, we can't. Okay. We can talk. We can right. we can mention it like that. <laughs> but let me ask you about this, man. Have you been diagnosed by a doctor? Yes. They... Move the phone Dude, if you're going to you knocking it over. <laughs> That's the third time. How long have we been? Five minutes. Third time you've done that. Well, I'm, there's so little room here. I'm trying to get comfortable. Put it on the floor. I'm trying to kick back so that we can have a conversation. Okay. But you, like your dentist is a dentist or somebody that would sit there and diagnose, all right, Dubs, here's the reason that you don't have a professional radio voice and you sound like a, uh, well, a no, card on it, the radio. It, no, it's never been like that. But whenever I do go to like the dentist or something, they've told me, you know, you have a very wide tongue. And you, your salivary glands are more active than normal man's. Now, they, do they tell you why? No, I mean they, we've never. I don't Was think, it because your mom's your mom smoked when you were uh, still in the womb and stuff like that? I mean, uh, there's probably about a million things that can attribute to that. But is this common in Fowlerville? I don't think so. I mean, well, you've heard By Curious BJ on the air. By Curious BJ seems to have some sort of. That's your cousin from Fowlerville, who's our sports uh, analyst. And um, it, he even appears to have some sort of a speech impediment as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's an impediment. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, they have the same problem with Labrador retrievers on the vet hospital. <laughs> What's it like to be just like a dog, J-Dubs? Tell me that. 
If you have questions for J-Dubs and his uh, oversized tongue, 800-636-1067. And please do not leave out the overactive salivary glands. Um, <laughs> we can't be indecent, man. There's a perfect line right now that, you know. Well, that's not. You know, that's part of what we're going to have to fight through. Uh, not going for the cheap joke. Not going for. Oh, but, I mean, you know what I'm thinking, though, right? And my, oh, yeah, of course. <sighs> and my whole thing, too, about this, Dubs, is how... How is it do you perform like a Saturday, like a night show? Night shows specifically are supposed to be irreverent. They're supposed to have a lot of this kind of humor more than anything else. Saturday night shows and the hideout and what we do, I mean, you think of, you think back to the stuff that we've done and stuff that we'll maybe never be able to do again. I'm talking the bowel bowl, the tuck and trot, tuck and trot, um, our conversations about the, uh, the the gay Britney Spears uh, impersonator. Now I think we can still do that. We can't do it the same way. Well, what fun is it then? I think we can have a lot of fun with a gay Britney impersonator, no matter what we're. I think about it. some of the games too. You got Screamer Cream. We can't do that anymore. Insert this. Uh, the device. Insert this. Right. Fine. I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. We don't know what I, can or cannot be done. I say we go for the stuff. The hell with it. You th Everything. And now here's the thing that Dubs, and Dubs has told me this. Dubs this week was like in this funk, this legitimate funk about, screw it. I don't care. I do not care about the business anymore. I don't care about being anymore. People are acting like whooped puppy dogs. You know, it's one of those situations where, what is it you said? I got into this business to be happy and to have fun. Yeah. And, if, and I, if, if people start taking that away from me, what, what's the point of being in it? But what would you do other than radio? What would you want to do? I don't, I don't know. You know, would I'm you want to go guy. make pizzas? I mean, well, I, I would definitely have to do something like that until I figured out my next niche. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a young guy. I have plenty of time to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And this is what I think affects us. And this is why I wanted to talk about this a little bit, Dubs, just even for us to get it out on the air and. And to kind of, you know, feel it's going, I know it's been talked to to death. But we specifically got into this business for, uh, for this reason, to do this kind of show. To do a show where we can go on and we can say what we want and where we can do what we want and where we can have fun. Things that people do in their everyday lives. Things like pizza roll roulette, which was actually thought of from something that came, you know, off air. You, you want to know what's funny? That was replayed after our uh, live broadcast last week. Pizza roll roulette was? Yeah. And I guess it had to be dumped like 17 or 18 times. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know that. God, I wouldn't have left it then. I didn't realize pizza roll roulette was that bad. But, I, and you know, that's one of the situations. Because here's the thing. Howard, Don, and Mike, Ron, and Fez, they've been in this, you know, in the industry for a very long time. And because of guys like that, that's why we wanted to get into the business. And some people, believe it or not actually look at us, or were looking at us, as the next generation of FM talk show hosts. Now, mind you, you say what you want about this show, and I know people talk a lot of trash about it, but keep in mind that I'm only 26. Dubs is only, what, 23? 23. Now, Punani's 50, and he kind of comes in to, ha to hang out that, uh, that old man vibe on the show. Well, I mean, my only purpose is to have the heart attack, just to get that first boost of ratings. But you look at the guys that have been in, God the, bless you for that. That have been in the business already who are in their 40s, in their 50s, and we were kind of coming up as the next generation, and now you're wondering, all right, is the next generation, we're not even there yet, is it even worth sticking around? Do we go and do something else? Well, you know, or are they thinking is it even worth having them stick around? Yeah. Oh, there was a there was a point. They were they told us. 
they, in fact, they, it was so funny because they came in, and I don't know if Cameron wants this talked about on the air, but I, you know, I came in and I'm doing something for the show, getting stuff ready for the live broadcast. Cam comes in and looks at me. And he goes, uh, he just gives me the look. And you know yeah, whatever. We, we know the cam look. And it, you know most people have this look where they're about to give you bad news. But they want you to take it the best way possible. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, hmm, okay, this isn't good. And he was like, and so then he starts to say something. And you know he's kind of a drama queen, too. Yeah. Kind of like I am. I'm like, Christ, this isn't going to be good. So he, he comes up and he looks at me. We're in production, too. And um, he's like, do you think that you have it in you to do a PG show? I was like, well, I mean, I guess. I, I, I don't really know what that means, but if you're telling us we need to tone it down, I suppose so. And he was like, well, okay, because, you know, we just had serious talks, and, you know, we're, you know, considering just getting rid of the weekend program. I was like, what? And he was like, but, you know, Alan and I talked about it, and we have enough faith in you guys and what it is you do and, you know, your, your ability to, to skirt around, you know, un on um uh or uh, indecent content yeah you know that kind of stuff and so he was like so we'll go ahead and stick with you but i have to, i have to tell you the show has to change if you want to stay on the air the show has to change how in what words and he was like and this is the funniest thing that people have told you know how you guys can be funny without and this is the same thing that don and mike were told howard were told or rod and fez were told you guys can be funny without being indecent I was like, yeah, because I don't think we've been indecent so far. But can we be funny without being arguably indecent? Can we be funny without... Or, or can we be funny when we're thinking about, oh, God, is this indecent all the time? Because that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and, being preoccupied the whole time has to be the biggest worry. I mean, you know, in the first 13 minutes of the show, Punani, you know, a couple of us already have been like, oh, geez, can we say that? How many times did we say last week, oh, damn, did I get dumped? When we're out doing the live broadcast. And there's no way to know. And there's, you know? And the, there's real no, no way to know what it is that you're going to talk about. And so it came down to this, Dubs. Are we going to talk about, because the whole thing is sexual issues or excretory activities. Those are the two things that will be considered indecent. Never mind the fact that you can still drop the N-bomb. Never mind the fact that you could be N-bomb. That one's slipping by him. That you could, that what you, is it? That you could spit out a uh, hate speech. You know what it is. So never mind that you could do all this stuff to me that is even more detrimental to society. Never mind the fact that all these right-wing talk show hosts can go on the air really legitimately, for the most part, spitting lies. Spitting and spitting I would, lies. I don't know if you can say spitting lies, but definitely pushing agendas. Exactly. And to me... To that, that can be more offensive to me than anything else. To me, that's way more dangerous for society. These fa the fact that these guys are getting out to millions of people and shaping their minds with this political agenda that is obviously dividing the country to the point where we're 50-50 now, to me, that's way more detrimental to society than us going on doing some poopy jokes or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I say, I say poopy jokes, and he, he looks at me like, God damn, what are you, in the second grade? Yes! No, was, We're doing second grade radio I now. I was looking at you to see if I should have dumped or not. <laughs> so here's the situation, Dubs. Yeah. Last week we ran a promo mm -hmm. saying it was going to be the last hideout ever. In this week's promo, we're talking about whether or not it's going to be the last hideout ever. I want to change the name of the show. I'm right. with you. You know I've been with you probably about for four or five months now. I talked to Cameron about this, and he said, why would you want to change the name of the show? You're... you're 
it's a knee-jerk reaction to change the name of the show from The Hideout. It's like it's it's a knee-jerk thing that's going on now within you know all of the the large radio companies. What's going on over in Congress and what's happening with the all of this is knee-jerk. To me, we created The Hideout because in this whole vast imaginary radio kingdom, what we wanted. And if you, we can't even, we can't even play our open anymore. For those of you that were with us from the beginning of the show, we don't play the open anymore. We can't play the open anymore. Quote unquote, it's arguably indecent now. So we've had to switch. I don't even know how much of our imaging we can play anymore. And the whole thing about the hideout was the hideout was supposed to be a place where you could go and you could sit out with your buddies, uh, Hefe, Dubs, uh, Pure Nani, Tommy Bateman, who was here taking your phone calls, a place where you could go use aliases. Talk about things that we've talked about before, things ranging from everything. We've covered everything in the show, and I think we've done it for the most part with comedy. For the most part. Yeah. And now, to me, the hideout doesn't exist. If we're being told that you can't talk about certain things, we always knew the ground rules. You don't cuss. You don't, you don't drop the major F-bombs. You don't, you don't do that kind of stuff. And you, you stay away from stuff that could, be, that could go really over the top. But for the most part... You know, we could talk about what it's we wanted to. It's an open forum. Exactly. An open forum with your phone calls, your instant messages, all that kind of stuff. But to me, Dubs, I don't think that exists anymore. To me, it almost seems weird to call the show the hideout because there is no hideout. And what people need to realize more and more, and I'm sorry it's a Saturday night, but you need to be, you need to be upset. You need, you need to be ticked off with what's going on right now. I want to say that you look at everything that's going on right now, Dubs. What are the biggest issues right now that are that are out in society? The things that are being talked about the most. Well, still the uh, all the stuff with the Super Bowl halftime is still being talked about, you know, up and down. And also, uh, I don't know. If, I think Iraq has even been put on the back burner now. See, here's the thing. Here are what the three major issues. If you Put it on a sports talk station, you put it on CNN, you put it anywhere. Here are the three things that are being discussed to no end. You're talking about indecency, Janet Jackson, uh, so-called shock jocks, that kind of stuff. So that's, that's, that's like one of the big issues right now. One of the other big issues that's going on right now is gay marriage. All right, So that's the other big thing that's dividing the country that's been put out there. And then also steroids. I mean, those are like the, the three biggest things... That are currently been talked about. Now, obviously, it's a political year. And it all comes down to uh, almost morality issues other than what should be political issues, you know? And this is what I'm saying. And we're going to get to a regular show, but we needed the opportunity to talk about this. Steroids, indecency, and gay marriage. If you even just look at all three of those things, the three things that those have in common is the fact that when you look at it, the, the administration is trying to take away choice. And it's all about having choice. Remember when I was talking about Matrix Revolutions? And remember I was talking about some people were upset because they didn't like the way it ended. They were upset with what ended up happening with Neo and everybody else. And I said, the reason that movie was so great is that if you look at the Matrix trilogy and how it all breaks down, is that it all comes down to one word. Choice. And it's your ability to choose what it is you want to do in life. It's the ability for you to choose whether or not you want to uh, have other people of same sexes get in marriage. Whether you want that choice and whether or not that choice should be available for you. Right now, they're trying to make it where you don't have a choice. You're not going to be able to have the choice to listen to Howard or Don and Mike or Ron and Fez or us. They're taking away our choices. 
And that's scary, man. This is a scary time to be living in right now. You hear about your parents talking about McCarthyism and how screwed up that was and how it was just so weird and it was a, it was a witch hunt. And you look at what the administration is doing. And I know you're a Republican, Punani, or Chiranani, or Nanani, whatever we decided, whatever we, decided we were going to call you. But you look... And the administration is doing their best to set an agenda that creates a diversion from what's really going on. Instead of talking about things like, hold on a second, instead of talking about things like jobs, being misled to the war, children being left behind, and taxes, which, you don't, this tax cut doesn't exist. You realize that most of your taxes in the cities, in the counties, in the states have gone up because of the alleged $300 that you got back from Bush? Well, here's the thing. I think part of it is they can't use 9-11 anymore as an excuse for a lot of the things they were pushing through. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. You're going to see a backlash. Here in about March, you're going to see the president start rolling out his, uh, his political ads, and you're going to see some of those ads about him being strong during 9-11. Well, of course he was. It's your job. You were supposed to be strong during 9-11. You're telling me Clinton wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been strong? Reagan wouldn't have been strong? The first Bush wouldn't have been strong? McCain, who I wanted to win in 2000, you telling me he wouldn't have been strong? Don't tell me about how strong you were during 9-11. You're the president. You're supposed to be strong. What, what you're supposed to do is keep everybody, the entire world for the most part, was on our side after 9-11, and you screwed that up. You had the world turn against us after all of that with, these, with this doctrine of preemption. And that's the same doctrine of preemption with the gay marriage and that kind of stuff. Panani, I know you wanted to say Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty much the most conservative guy on the show. There's no doubt about that. But I'm told, um, right now, if the election were to happen, I'd vote for the Democrats. I mean, over the entire issue of freedom of speech. Here's the thing I've thought. You say it's choice. My thing is the most basic right in this country is freedom to speak. Freedom of speech. Why? Without freedom of speech, there is no freedom of religion. Without freedom of speech, there is no freedom of choice. Without freedom of speech, I mean, the, the whole basis of this country is for anybody being able to stand up and say, wait a minute, I disagree. I think this. I want that. And it may only be one person in the entire 300 million people that has a belief. But they have the right to speak. And what's happening is this administration, and like I said, I'm a conservative. I'm one of the original Ronnie Reagan Rangers, as they called them. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that's, that was that's my... wear capes? Well, I mean, I, that's, you know, that's where I came from. He was the first uh, guy I voted for, and, I mean, I bless him. I think he was the greatest president ever. They ride the little ponies out in front of Walmart with their capes. <laughs> but, I mean, no, the whole... Ronnie! <laughs> the whole thing is, it's freedom of speech. And it's got, and what they're doing, what you talked about McCarthyism, a little bit before my time, but I kind of remember people talking about it. You old bastard. And, now, and, <laughs> now hold on. People have to be so pissed. They should be just up and arms. I don't understand why our, our uh, program director, Cameron Gray, has not gone down as the martyr on this thing and slit oh. his wrist, slit his wrist on Michael Powell's desk while arguing about this. Now, that I don't want to Bernani, Bernani, before we go on anymore, next week, <laughs> can we have you in front of Kmart, like, just, just preaching, like, uh, like, uh, what, what do you call the Ronnie Ranger? Uh, I mean, there was, no, like, Ronnie Reagan's Rangers were the young, first-time voters. It was the first president you voted for. I want you to, like, get some kind of uh, group together where you, uh, you, you all come out as Ronnie Reagan's Rangers 
and I want you to call your old, uh, I, I guess they're frat buddies or something like that. You guys had a little club. Get on the net. Get all the Ronnie, Ranger, Ronnie Reagan Rangers out in front of uh, Kmart just protesting about anything. I don't care what you're protesting about. <laughs> That's so funny. Just a bunch of old guys. <laughs> yeah, the Ronnie Reagan Rangers. Um, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. But, I mean, you know, I know it's kind of it's humorous to think that way, but, I mean, that's how deeply I feel about this. I mean, that right there, just the, the entire FCC issue just totally swung my vote right now. Well, I think everybody's going to look at me weird and about... 20 years when I start saying, yeah, I was a claymate. Big time. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to being a Ronnie Reagan Ranger, I was a claymate. But I want to go back to one thing real quick, Pernani. You were talking about Republican and uh, Democrat. And I, and I talk about the administration. Uh, Mega Man is on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. And uh, he was like, we're, we're heading toward a fascist society. He's like, there's no way Bush is going to win re-election. I want to also say, too, this all starts with the administration and the appointing of Powell and the way they've cracked down. If you look in these, these hearings, it's going on in Congress, these shameful hearings, um, and you see that it's Democrats as well as Republicans. And I think a huge part of the problem is this alleged two-party system that we have where we really only have one choice. And i got to say, I mean, I hate the fact that Nader is in, but I think it's also great that Nader is in. Because it's offering some sort of an alternative. Sure, he won't win. God, I really hope people don't vote for him because I think, in, in essence, that's a vote for Bush. But I do want to say that we're headed down this really weird path right now with, with there not being any alternative choices. We need people to run as independents at the, at the local level, at the states, the cities, you know, the city councils, the, uh, the county boards start running as independents. Now, sure, you won't have the financial backing. But again, it's about having choice. What was the biggest reason people didn't vote in 2000? They didn't feel they had a choice. Between Bush or Gore, they thought there was no difference. Now, as it turns out, there was a huge difference. As and far as we know. As far as we seem to know. Right. And I'm not saying that this is the end-all, be-all, and if you in any way disagree or even want to educate us a little bit, that's fine. Because I want diversity of issues. I want to know where you stand on this stuff. I mean, this is... You know, I know we try to have a fun show, and but we got to talk about this stuff. We can't put this stuff to the back burner. Thank goodness for Howard and Don and Mike and Ron and Fez bringing these issues forward. And that's the other thing. They did a really bad thing about upsetting media people, people who have access to millions. Don't think we're not going to rally the troops to vote. And Howard, that was the thing that was most upsetting this week. I got into this business for Howard. And for about the three or four, first two or three days of it, Howard was talking about there's nothing to do, there's nothing you can do, they're just coming after us, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Is Bateman here taking phone calls? I'm not sure. They're just ringing. Can you, everybody that's calling, just hang on for a second. We'll see if we can get, we can get you, we can get you on the air. But every, but that was the whole thing Howard was talking about. There's nothing we can do. There is something you can do. And finally, he said it like during yesterday's show. You can vote. You can vote. Because you know what? All of this stuff is these, these perceived allegations and, and, um, and, and, and complaints to the FCC. That's just a very small handful of people who are trying to set the, the moral agenda for the United States. All you've got to do is make your voice heard. And here's the thing. All, these, uh, all the people who have been writing and, uh, and you know, writing against 
all the all the shock jocks and TV things going on right now, they've shown that writing letters can be a powerful thing. You know, and I th I I think everybody else should you know take note that or disagree with these people and do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You just email. All you gotta do is go on and find you know under the House of Representatives or House.gov I think or Senate.gov and FCC.gov. There are places where you can send your emails and say, Hey, back off! I want my choices. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I almost gave out the Ryan Fez lines. <laughs> Hey, uh, welcome into the hideout. Is it Niall? Neil. Neil, what's up, brother? Hey, guys, great show. Um, two quick points. One, I think I think we just need um, one for the record. I'm a Republican, but okay. I think we need to remember that the, the freedom of speech is not an absolute right. Just like you can't yell fire in a crowded area or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, well, there has to be parameters to anything out there, of course. Yeah, yeah and, I, and, I don't, and I don't think it's so much that they're, they're telling people what they can say. It's more of when they can say it and when kids have access. Kids have access to the radio at between 6 and... Now, Neil, this is my problem. Every, I, I, it seems to me that there's a helmet for everything now. Now they're trying to create a, a, a kid's helmet for radio. Yeah, Neil, I mean, can you make that argument in today's world? It's the 21st century when kids are being brought up. But don't yell, the, don't, hold on, don't I'm, yell at Neil. We're having a conversation. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm, this is something that it's the 21st century. The, this, the, the glory of this country is the fact that it continually progresses in the future. It is the leader in progress. Every kid that is the, the age of five knows the Internet. Absolutely. And that is not regulated. So you're going to tell me that there's a different well, it, rule for the Internet and there's a different rule for on-air? That's it, garbage. Here's the thing. It's, it's, we're getting into a society where, for, for probably now more than any other time in, in society, parents, really need to know what their kids are doing. I think if you look I, at... I agree, and I think that's what... of the problems that we have, a lot of it is due to negligence. Yeah, exactly, and I, I think that's the problem here. It's not what's on the TV or the radio. I think it's that parents are being lazy anymore. And, you know, and you, you bring that up, Neil, and that's such a great point because I, I, I stress this. I even said it, what, three weeks ago when we were talking about this. Yeah. People got upset, and you actually heard people on the Hill saying... How dare Janet Jackson make me stop from enjoying my Super Bowl and have to talk to my kid about what happened? Right. And it's like, if you look at this, if you listen to The Hideout, you listen to Don and Mike, you listen to any of these shows, if you're listening with your kids, which, first of all, these aren't, these aren't shows for children, but let's just say you're listening with your kid, something bad happens, something irreverent happens, you talk to your child. Well, you I'll tell you them. Example. I'll give you another example. And, and, and the, the left wing doesn't bring this up, but what about the parents that had to explain to their kids why Clinton had a 17-minute address on TV explaining that he cheated on his wife. Yeah, I mean... It's, just, it's the same type of thing, and I just think that, um, you know, it's, it's not an absolute. We're never going to have a perfect system, and I think now more than ever, ever, parents need to take control of what their kids are doing. And you know what? And I, 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 think, I, I couldn't that, argue with that. I think that definitely is Thanks, what Neil. the parents should be doing, but not Congress. Exactly. The parents need... And you know what it all goes back to? I, mean, I don't even want to say this, but you've got parents that are working so hard to try to get more money or try to even put food on the table. They're not around for their kids anymore. And so, yeah, kids have access to this kind of stuff. And that's fine with that. Like George Carlin said it great when he goes, I don't even know if you can you use initials. Yeah. F the children. What's so special about children? 
What's so impression? What's so? What makes children the end all be all that we got to create everything around children and we have to protect children? I don't understand that. Um, I got a call uh, actually after the Ron Fez show one time, and I was uh, I, the lady started talking, and I didn't stop her tell her the show was over. It was very interesting what she was saying. I wish someone could uh, actually call and clear up everything because she wasn't completely sure about it either. But what she told me was <clears throat> that. A while back, uh, kids used to be considered just little adults, you know, like little people. Mm -hmm. Not even, there wasn't a difference between children and adults, what, what they interacted with, what happened. But, but what happened was um, <clears throat> that uh, Christianity started to say, okay, we need to treat these children a little bit differently giving them a little more protection, uh, nurturing them, and it's just gone f so overboard lately. Well, I don't know if I want to specifically blame it on Christianity. I, I would that blame Jesus, it on... Jesus seems pretty cool. I saw that movie. Yeah? <laughs> but, I mean, who knows? I mean, that could be something specific. Everybody that's on the line, uh, you know, we're going to chat with you. Eric, uh, welcome into the hideout, brother. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, I really feel bad about your livelihood getting uh, getting uh, hit here, but... Uh... The airwaves are public, you know, and uh, the American people have said that Congress and the FCC can decide for them what's best. Now, here's and the thing, though, but this, this is something from the majority of the American public. If you look and you break these down, and we've even seen, because we've seen who it is complaining, it's, hold on, man, it's a small handful of people. I'm serious, man. It's maybe 10, for, 10 15 percent of the people, if that who are making these complaints, who are trying to set the agenda for the rest of America. And all I'm saying is you, everybody needs to be that active. If these people are going to use that, are going to, to get together in waves and have these websites where everybody can sign on to a letter and send it off to the FCC or to Congress, everybody else needs to be just as vocal to say, hey, this small set of a minority here in the United States of America isn't going to set the agenda for what 70 or 80 percent of the rest of us want. So is that like the 2 percent of gay people, you know, like how, I guess you could say destroying the institution of marriage? What institution of marriage? Because they want to get married just those... Just Tell me about your press. Or what happened? Oh, by the way, I want to make it known I didn't hang up on you. You feel free to call back if you want. What is going on with the phone? There's something wrong with the answering, whatever that thing's called. I, the only point I wanted to make is how many people out of there voted for Michael Powell? Yeah. Or, yeah, how many people voted for him? Got no problem if they want, if, uh, you know, I get a choice in who is in there. Don't tell me about your precious institution of marriage. Yeah. There is no institution of marriage. It, it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. Fifty percent of marriages uh, end in divorce. Exactly. If you want to make it an institution, make it harder to get out of it. Exactly. And, and in it. And actually, it shouldn't be hard to get out of because there are people who are stuck in abusive relationships. You should be able to have free will. You should be able to marry another living human being if you want to, and if the two of you are in love and think you're going to spend the rest of your life with each other, which, by the way, I just think is stupid, period, whether you're gay or not. I know. It doesn't work. <laughs> All right? I'll I was going to wonder what you were going to bring. You know, I knew we were going to talk about this. No. Yeah, <laughs> feel free to call back here because I want to make it. I didn't, I didn't hang up on you, bro. Our phones are just in a complete mess. Uh, let me try to stick with the people that are still on the line. Uh, let's go to Adam. Adam, welcome into the hideout. How you guys doing? What up, brother? Hey, this this whole issue has you know upset me so much, and I really wanted to speak out to to some of my elected officials, and I didn't know how 
but just recently someone actually turned me on to <clears throat> to congress.org and it's just a great website and the fact that all you have to do most people don't know who their elected officials are but you just basically put in your zip code yeah they, they look it up for you are, yeah, and, and and it makes it real easy to to email them fax them a letter about about this issue and i definitely encourage people to do it because i mean if things continue the way they're going it's you know there's going to be nothing left on the radio to listen to except and it's just not the radio because here's the thing it's baby steps it's first it's radio then they're going to attack tv i mean the fcc is already talking about trying to get into cable then at yeah. some point they're going to get into the internet and it's baby stepping and baby stepping from taking away I don't want to say rights because a lot of the people who call in are right. You don't have the specific right. But I'm talking about free will. and I'm talking about choice. That kind of stuff. Here's the thing. It's like almost a very, very slow form of brainwashing. Well, I don't know about so much brainwashing. Like, but after a while, after you're taking away choices uh, very slowly, it's going to be coming down to just one avenue. What is it again? Uh, Congress.org? Congress.org. Yeah. Adam, it's, just, it's real simple. Thank you for looking into it, bro. Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. All right, man. See you later. And again, I don't want to argue because here's the thing, too. I don't want to make it about right wing versus left wing. You know, this all came out. Well, there's, there's plenty of people on the right and the left that agree with this banning and disagree with this banning. Punai proves right there that he disagrees. And I've heard of plenty of Democrats that, you know, are you know stepping up saying, yeah, something has to be done. You know, because, I mean, you know, Rush Limbaugh had it right in effect. He's like, whoa, wait a second. All right, I, I don't want them getting into this because let's just say, even say, you know, what happens if Carrie or Edwards or somebody wins, and then they want to start regulating it the other way, and they want to make it illegal to go on and talk about political speech or the kind of hate speech that they talk about on these WMALs of the world, where they're just spinning for a certain party. What if they want? And I don't agree with that either. I mean, I went through a whole diatribe of how I think about how that's more detrimental to society, but I don't think that's good either. But I think you should be able to listen to it. Of course. You should be able to have the opportunity to go and listen if you want to. I don't buy this whole thing about the children. I just do not understand where there it is. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, welcome into the hideout. Hey, hideout. How's it going? What up, bro? Um, I wanted to uh, disagree with your first couple callers tonight. I think they're missing the point. And the point is, like Neil was saying, how uh, you can't say fire in a movie theater and there's parameters. But th those parameters have been in place. The FCC's been there. If you bend the rules, you get fined. Mm -hmm. Re recently, the rules have been changing, and that's what the problem is. It's getting more and more. Can say less and less, and 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 what I think it all stems from is that we're a very reactionary society, and that any little thing that happens, everyone overreacts to it. In six months, it's, it's, this isn't going to matter. It's going to be something else that we're overreacting to. And we're bouncing back and forth like a ping pong ball. Well, here, the, the worst thing about it is that not that they're saying we can't say this or that, that we don't know if we can say this or that. You, know? you talk about the reactionary society. There's stuff all over the news about the bird flu. And ten people have died from the bird flu. Uh -huh. Who cares? Ten people died. So what? I mean, but now we're all supposed to be afraid to eat chicken? What happened to mad cow invading the United States of America because one cow up in the Northwest had it? And it's, it's a, and it's, you can't even point to one specific thing. And that's why it's such a scary time now, Dubs. It's everything. You look around and you're like, wow, man, things are just so out of whack. And the weird thing is, sorry to interrupt, uh, it's on both sides of the fence, because if you look at, like, Mel Gibson and his movie, like, I'm not a Christian person, but 
this guy, before the movie was even seen by people, everyone's saying he's an anti-Semite. The movie's anti-Semitic. Yeah. It's, it's on both sides of the fence. People are, are, are getting screwed by this. Yeah, and I, actually, I saw the movie, and we're going to talk about it a little later on. i got a couple of things uh, that I wanted to bring up about the Passion of Christ. Thank you for the call. Um, again, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. You know, just gauging where you're at. You know, this is the first time the hideout's been able to talk about this stuff. And I really want to know where you stand and if you even care. Because that's one of the sad things. When people go out on a Saturday night, I don't want to think about this. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get drunk. I'm gonna, I got this I got this, or, pretty, this pretty girl. I'm going to hit them skins. That's, that's what I'm more into tonight. Or they're thinking, it doesn't really affect me that much. But it doesn't. It, it does. Yeah, it does. You know? But when you're just looking at the surface, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect how much money I bring in it. All right. Let's, you know? let's go to uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome into the hideout, bro. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? I wanted to bring a little bit of different perspective to you, perhaps, here. Yeah. Um, I got into broadcasting back in 74, so I got 30 years worth of perspective to talk from. And the point that I think a lot of people are missing is that there really are no programmers in broadcasting anymore. Companies like Clear Channel, Infinity, uh, all AMFM, all of the big companies are advertising companies. They are not programmers. Thirty years ago, we put programming on the air to meet the needs of the public, whether it was news, information, music, sports, whatever it was. But we put this material on the air with the idea of serving the public. Now, advertisements are put on the air with the idea of making money. And the only reason why there are in-betweens, such as news, traffic, weather, sports, uh, talk programs, things of that nature, is because people won't listen to 60 minutes an hour of commercials. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I can't. I cannot disagree with a word that you've said. However, uh, if you listen to the weekends here, people sometimes do listen to 60 minutes of commercials. <laughs> <laughs> but but and, you know, I, I can't argue with that. And you bring an outstanding perspective, and that you know, you're right, man. You, but again, that's how we get paid. The other point to bring up is. Why is this happening now? It seems as if, you know, Howard's been around for years, no news there. Don and Mike have been around for years, no news there. But why now? What we see actions from a frantic administration, this is coming from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, from Colin Powell, who picks up the phone, talks to his kid, Michael Powell, and says, look, we need to put the administration back on track. This administration is tanking. We can't use Iraq anymore. We can't use 9-11 anymore. We sure can't uh, appeal to the left-wing uh, liberals. Who can we appeal to? The only people left to appeal to to try to win this election this fall are the conservatives, the ultra-right-wing religious conservatives. This is the only uh, the, the, this is the only constituent base left to this administration. What we see here are the frantic actions of an administration that knows it's tanking, and this guy needs to be out of the office. And that's now. what I said, man. I said diversions. We're talking about steroids and decency and uh, gay marriage as opposed to jobs, taxes, children left behind, misled into war. Hey, Jeff, what, you still on broadcasting now? No, no, I um, uh, I decided that uh, there 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 was different venues for uh, for for me to to be in because 
We need more. We need more liberal, smart people like you on the air. And we need I, we need you to call more often because I, then I can just sit back and I don't have to say a thing because <laughs> this guy can go forever and I love it. Send a tape to camera. I don't know whether I would call myself a liberal or not. Uh, ha having done talk radio in and around Washington D.C. and mm -hmm. uh, I, I know I, I don't think I would call myself liberal, but for someone who has voted a Republican ticket since I was old enough to be able to vote, I'm not doing it again this fall. And that's I, what I'm talking about right there. You got you. You got Nunani over there, Howard, who was leaning Republican, Don, who was Republican, who made the immediate switch, coming over to what I like to refer as the good side. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank hey, guys, you got a great program. Best of luck to you. Hey, thanks, buddy. And uh, call in more often. Good, good, good times. Thank you, sir. Um, Steve, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up? Hey, that's the other thing. Don't worry about hearing commercials on the hideout. <laughs> they can't sell this show worth anything. <laughs> 43 minutes without a break. And we're going strong. <laughs> Steve, go ahead, bro. Listen, guys, I agree with you that uh, the choices are good, but uh, I think you're missing one important point. Yeah. The choice has been made. Mm -hmm. The reason you're on the radio is, is this is how you make your living. Mm -hmm. And so the choice has been made by the people who own the station. Now, granted, it's come down to them that they've got to straighten up and, uh, you know, and, uh, be a, be a little, uh, a little calmer. But, uh, you know, that's what the deal is. You know, and, so, and, and, uh, and on that point, Steve, I think this is even scarier because I know people have maybe called up or asked where the ACLU is and all this. And it's not the government per se that's doing this. It's the rules imposed by the companies. But and that's thing, what's, it, it, to me, that's what's even scarier. But there, there's such a pressure from the government, it should be a pressure from the community, not the government, to clean up these people, these people's acts. I mean, if, if you if you guys emailed all the time to Cameron and Allen and Mel, the how dare Howard, how dare Don and Mike, blah blah blah, this would have gotten taken care of immediately because the community would have stepped oh, in, or it would show in the ratings. Right. Well, well, you know, guys, I don't have any problem with that argument. But um, but what you're doing is 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 not an altruistic effort. You're not doing this oh. out of the goodness of your heart. Of course so, not. You know you no. can, you can make other arguments about it. I can care less about the community. The fascist. F them. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Bye, so, some of us are doing it for the altruistic reasons because we don't get paid to be here. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> you think of, we're, we're some of us don't get paid. We're here for. Oh, trust me, we're not. We're not getting rich off the hideout. Again, I refer you back to the spot load <laughs> and the no commercials that you're having to listen to right now, and that's part of the reason that we we can all talk. Um, but yeah, man, it's just so weird what's going on right now in these times. And you think, all right, this is kind of cool. We'll be able to tell our kids about this. You know, at some point, as you look back and you talk about, man, you know, 40 years from now, you, you you think about it and you look back and you're like, golly, can you believe there was a time they wouldn't let gays marry? And you know we, you're old when you're saying, golly. <laughs> well, what else am I supposed to say? I can't say what I regularly want to say. Uh, remember when they wouldn't let gays marry? Just like, remember when blacks and whites couldn't marry each other? That was a gosh darn shame. Remember when steroids were the big issue? Mark, are you on the air? Yeah, I'm here. How did that happen? What is going on here? Uh, go ahead, bro. Hey, I couldn't agree more that, uh, you know, it's, it's totally the vindication of America, but just kind of on the flip side of that, what, what do you think? I mean, you think it, that if they'd have said bitch on Leave it to Beaver, you think they'd have gotten away with it? <sighs> no. I mean, no, but again, I think it's, I think it's a matter of sort of the times and where they were and how things have progressed. Because as a society, I want to say that we're not the same people that we were in the 50s because more and more we've realized that language isn't really that detrimental 
you know, growing up. Maybe in the 50s that was the thing and you couldn't say things like bitch. And you couldn't say, you know, other words here or there like hell, you know. But we realize more and more that words are just words. And you see, too, that it's not even words that they're talking about anymore. It's like phrases or discussions, you know what I mean? It's moved on to that point, and we got to move along because uh, we got to take a break. I want to run through all the phone calls on right now, and then we'll get into the the regular hideout, I guess you would say. Paul, welcome in. Hey, how you doing? All right. Um, I just wanted to uh, reiterate what you said about getting out to vote, um, how important it is. Uh, a couple years ago, I got caught with two grams of cocaine. Now I'm a felon, and I can't. Party. Oh. So, no. I, what are you doing tonight, man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't do, I don't do drugs anymore. Paul, I'm gonna call you the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? And that's the other thing too. I mean, you don't realize how precious it is until you can't anymore. Until right. the until you're told you no longer have a say in society because you made a mistake. And but right. by the way, I don't think that's fair either. I think that if you go and you pay your time, let you you serve your sentence, you ought to be able to vote. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you totally. I mean, of course. I mean, you look at people who are in office now. People who also did coke allegedly, who also did some drinking and driving allegedly. You know, how come I, they're able to hold office? Uh, I don't know who you're speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, snowman. Thanks, bro. Thanks. <laughs> I like that snowman. <laughs> Bob, I'll give you the hideout. Hey, I just want to tell on a couple quick points. Um, I think what's happening with the government now is they're starting to masquerade a dictatorship in place of a democracy because it doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. Once you take office, it's like they're trying to impose their opinions and their wills upon us. Instead of and looking at the constituents, and here's the other thing, too. We really need to start looking into term limits for the people who are in Congress, because if I've got it correct, there is no there's no set limit for congressional uh, people who are in Congress. Is that right, Punani? That's correct. Or Nunani or whatever we're calling you, because you look at these people who get into office and they love it. They'll do. I mean, they're treated like royalty, and they're so detached from the rest of society. You think, and not picking on anybody in particular, but do you think that uh, McCain? McCain's a guy who I like. Do you think McCain knows what it's like to be in a regular society? Do you think McCain knows what it's like to go shopping at a grocery store? Do you think he even knows what it's like to interact with normal people? These politicians are surrounded by yes, yes people, people who say yes and cater to their whims, or, or people who are exactly like them. They're so detached from society that they don't even know what's going on anymore. And I hate to get in this whole thing about being in you know corporate pockets and stuff. But that, too. I mean, they want to stay in office so bad, if somebody throws them a couple thousand and says, hey, I really need you to look at this issue this way, and like, wow, I can use this to run ads back in uh, in Florida or wherever I am, and I can stay here, and I can keep dining it up on uh, K Street and meeting with all these important people and wine and dine and flown all over the place. Hell, yeah, I'm going to stay. You know, Sure, you want me to vote this way? I'll vote this way. And that's the way it operates. That's exactly the way it happens. And... um you know, I don't want to say Howard's gone as far as to say we need a regime change. I'm getting there. I don't know if I want to label the current administration a regime. You look around what's going on, kind of scary. Thanks, Bob. Frank, welcome to the hideout. How you doing? I, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, these politicians these days, uh, uh, the American people just need to wake up and realize that they don't really care about us. Now, <laughs> now, now, Frank, about your vote. Now, Frank, you say you agree. What are you going to do, though, bro? What are you going to do? 
uh, right now, you know, as, as far as picking a political party to vote with this or vote with that, you have to just pick the best man for the job. But that comes closest. You got to vote. You know, and you know, you're, maybe you're hanging out right now. Those of you, a lot of you are near your computer. We have a lot of people on the AOL for broadband. Go check out House.gov. Go to Congress.org. See who your who see who your person is. Shoot an email. It'll yeah, take you two seconds. I did it on Thursday. Do something. That's and what you're going to do. I would check. It's not just on the national level. More importantly, it's in the community. It's at you know the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors. You got to know who these people are. That's where you can make a real change. Is by shooting one email at a Board of Supervisors saying, "I'm going to run you out." Exactly. They will make a change. But all I'm saying, we can sit here and we can talk about it. I mean, we've spent a whole 50 minutes talking about the issue. My point to you is, what are you going to do? We've laid it out there. We've bitched. We've moaned as broadcasters, as people on Internet sites. Now my question is, we've all talked. We've all talked the talk. Are we going to walk the walk? Now, even if you agree or disagree with us, I, I say even people disagree with us. Still shoot an email over to, you know, whoever. I, as long as you're heard. It's, yeah. If it turns out that the overwhelming majority of society doesn't want, quote, unquote, shock jock radio then, or indecency, then, then I can fine. deal with that. And if those are the rules and that's the way it's set up, fine. But I'm telling you, do not allow a small segment of society like the American Family Association and these other people to dictate what the rest of us are going to do. Uh, you know, going on and shooting stuff to the FCC and Congress. Jason, welcome in. Hey, how you doing? All right, man. Good show. Um, my biggest thing is just like the parents. I've always thought they always have control. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, I mean, if you're if you're gonna sit there and you know, there's bad commercials on TV also. You know, kid goes and watches like a common commercial. You know, goes to his parents and say, hey, you know, and then the parents have to sit down and explain to the kid what's that all about. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the way I figure is radio is not that big of a deal. Hey, you, you look at all the things to pick for indecency, and radio's the one. Right, like, What exactly. about television? Exactly. I hate to say it, what about the reality shows and various things like that? It's, it's everywhere. I mean, they just figure it's easier to pick out radio. It's easier to point to radio. It's easier to point to Howard and Don and Mike. Right, and, and not to mention how many parents have cable TV with Showtime and Skinamax, as I like to call it, you know, and it, it's just it's just crazy because you know those kids who are up at two in the morning watching that, but then the parents, you know, just have to explain it in the morning. Yes, they get mad about radio. Exactly, and that's exa how many. And that's the other thing. How many children listen to this radio station? They all think, I, I, yeah. <laughs> they all think we're old. I mean, you I, know, I can't no, think of any. No offense to Howard or Don and Mike or even you know, but they all think that those are old guys. They even think we're old guys. Dubs and I are 26 and 23, uh, respectively. But they think this is an old man station. That's what the kids think. Because we're not, you know, we're not the hot boys. Who are the hot boys? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's like a hot boys in every country, in every, oh, okay. every city. Murph, welcome in, brother. Hey, guys, what's going on? Eh, what's up? No, you know, a lot's being said about uh, the fact that, you know, Michael Powell's coming down and whatever, but... Well, the FCC might be putting pressure on the real rules for what you can and can't say and the rules for, you know, suspending Don and Mike for two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's all coming from your company. Exactly, yeah, but it's coming from a pressure that uh, some uh, pressure that shouldn't be coming from the place it's coming from. It should, the pressure should be coming from the people who listen, the people from the community. That's where the pressure should be coming from, not Congress. And, that, you know, we, we touched on that a little bit, Murph. And, and, again, you're right. I can't argue with that. The policy is from the various companies, but it's all being brought down from these pressures. I mean, you look, what's happened in the last two weeks? 
The major CEOs of the major companies in radio have gone before Congress and taken an ass whooping. And it's just that plain. They took an ass whooping. And so because of the pressures, because of uh, political, you know, backplaying and, you know, all right, so now we're going to have to take a serious look at the other holdings that you have. Sure, you may have a radio holding. Let's start taking a look at your outdoor holdings. Let's start taking a look at the movie companies you own. So while it is within the company, the pressure is coming through. Uh, from the from, you know from politicians and you got to kind of disagree with the monopoly which has become all right take a look at your tv stations now don't take a look at your uh, your movie play and this all happened with the telecommunications act in 1996 i wrote a paper on it at texas tech university i'm sure it sucked but i got an a on it i, I, I want you to come in and read it <laughs> if i go back and read it i bet it looks like a target. bring it in but it, you know we allowed all these people to own all of these companies and now again hey god i don't want to say it you lost choice you only got, you know, the choices of like three radio uh, companies in this town, and that's the way it is in the majority of America. So, again, Murph, I agree with you, but you got to see that the majority of the pressures are coming from above. It's the trickle down, and it, all, it trickles all the way down to the hideout. Yeah, and where it's coming from above is not the source that it should be coming from. Yeah, and I, I mean, part of the political thing, just to kind of clarify it, is the FCC, when they go to Mel Carmson, and I'm not saying that this is what happened. I don't know what happened. But when they go and they say, well, here's your choice. Suspend Don and Mike for two weeks, or we're just going to not let you broadcast. And that the FCC can do. They can sit there and just take this station off the air. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't think that's what happened. No, but, I mean, but that's the kind of pressure that they could exert. And that's why the company has to react. And we'll take our final call on this. Let's go to uh, Court. Court, welcome in the hideout. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Hey, what's up, brother? Well, I... One thing that they're doing, though, is they're not even uh, going after radio across the board. I think they're just specifically focusing on shock jocks or, you know, not even, you know, shock jocks to come down on you guys or anything, Don and Mike or all that, you know, quote-unquote shock jockish. But and, uh, and that's the other thing. Ron said it great the other day. Who's shocked anymore? Yeah. Who, who is shocked anymore by anything that you do on the radio, let alone anything else that you see on television? Nothing shocks you anymore. Oh, I think because the, the people who at the FCC are probably, you know, a little bit behind on popular culture, and so they're just catching up to the whole shock jock idea. But uh, this morning on NPR on uh, the show What Do You Know, the uh, host, Michael Feldman, uh, was talking about a moth in his childhood that he and his brother had named the bird, bad word, uh, you know, for excrement, mm -hmm. a moth. <laughs> and he said, it, he said it four times. There's day. You couldn't miss it. All right. And, uh, I, mean, I don't know, you know if that happened, but yeah able to hide there but uh you know these guys are getting put through the ringer for it all right thanks for the thanks for the call court and that's the other thing too remember the days when they were like oh a single s word slipping through that's yeah not, that's not a big big deal don't do it you know don't do it consciously but if it happens and mis mistakes, it. mistakes happen but now now no, mistakes can't happen there's no room for error bone daddy brings this up hey cool little bone daddy checking in with us uh hideout regular who was in last night um, he says here the administration is trying to not talk about Iraq. If you want to talk about something, why uh, is the talk about the June 30th deadline of transferring sovereignty to the Iraqis? That's more important than waiting six months and uh, holding uh, actual elections. And he's right, but that's what I'm saying is that all this has been taken away. I mean, you talk about the economy, you know, you talk about uh, you know things like jobs. You're talking about misled into war. You're talking about what actually ha happened leading up to 9/11. And that's, and that's the funniest thing to me. 
we immediately get everybody together to talk about a boob being exposed. We immediately get everybody together talking about steroids. We still don't know what the administration got right or wrong leading up to 9-11. We still don't know and can't get any answers about weapons of mass destruction uh, in Iraq. We can't get any of that. But if there's a boob, oh, let's all get together. We can solve this problem. We can solve this one. What about that stuff, man? What about 9-11? What about Iraq? Why are you not caring and why are you not voting? Why are you not writing to your congressional people? Here's the thing. They are looking for any victory now. You know, big or small scale, something they can, they can dine out on. And one final thing before, because we've been talking for a full hour on this. You want to talk about children... You want to have the audacity to tell me about your children? Why aren't you upset about the state of education? The state of education should outrage you way more than what myself, Dubs, uh, Howard, Don, Ron could ever say. The fact that your children are stupider now because there's no money in public education anymore. Because every child has been left behind. That's what you should be outraged about with your children. Don't worry about shock, Jeffs. Worry about your kid being able to read. Worry about your kid being able to learn music in school. Worry about that when it comes to your children. Don't worry about 106.7 WJFK. Damn. Sometimes I'm brilliant. <laughs> I was just wondering, where is state of education east or west of Missouri? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I was public, public educated. All right. Here we go. All this started with whether or not we should change the name of the hideout. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back into that, I guess. Yeah, we'll take a break. We gotta take a break and we'll come back because I still, I still think maybe we should. I don't know. We'll maybe talk we'll yeah. talk about it. Let's take a break. I appreciate everybody having an open discussion about this for an hour. Now we'll try to take a break and come back and talk about the debacle, the things that we should really be upset about, and why the hideout can't do a, a great live broadcast. We'll do that and some other stuff next. You're listening to The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Too, if it was a Democratic, a Democrat who was making the same changes, I'd be just as outraged. Yeah, I just want to make that more than clear. So Kerry or whoever gets in next, uh, Hillary, whoever it is, don't do this either. All right, that's all I'm saying. Because the people will rise. We will make it known our feelings. Well, at least I hope so. You would think. Who knows? It probably went one ear and out the other. Yep. Everybody's just going to go and drink their Heineken and all this forget. Forget about this whole. Uh, but you, you know, wonder why there's no football on tomorrow. But people, will, you know, people will forget about that whole last hour, but they'll never let go of the treehouse or the live broadcast. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's so funny how uh, the treehouse is still the standard for all that sucks. Oh yeah, it's it's the measuring stick. And we, I wanted to talk about a live broadcast. We'll do it a little bit later on though, because there are a couple of things I wanted to get into first. Uh, it is the hideout. El Jefe, J Dub's here with you. Uh, Johnny O'Reilly is here. <laughs> that suggestion was offered up by Matt Albert. Oh, what is that, that bastard one? I like O'Reilly. The no vegetable zone. <laughs> <laughs> no exercise zone. 
<laughs> Welcome into it. Uh, uh, mix between uh, between O'Reilly and uh, Rush Limbaugh. God, that'd be a great broadcaster, huh? Um, well, Bateman is taking your phone calls, so if you want to hit us up at any point, go ahead. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And I also want to give big ups to everybody that's on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, our content partner. And uh, Vincey brings up an interesting point. Hey, get rid of the violence. Before you even start thinking of indecency. But enough of that. The violence. I, I, I love the violence. Speaking of violence, I went to go see Passion of the Christ. Uh, yep, I'm on that bandwagon. Um, before we even start talking about Passion, though, Dubs, did you give up anything for Lent? No. Have you ever given up anything for Lent? Nope. I'm, never, I'm not into these, uh, especially since I'm not a religious person. I'm not into... Either uh, giving up stuff for the New Year's or giving up stuff for Lent. It just doesn't make sense to me. Did you give Did you give up anything for nothing? No, hell no. Really? What? Is, by the way, what is Lent? If you want to tell me what that is, <laughs> now we're getting into the uh, the religious hour, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I because I, I'll be honest, I've always been told, you know, you know, got to give something up for Lent, and I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So we need a good. But Catholic. you never know why. I would. We need a good Catholic to call in, right? But I never know what Lent is, and I'm not Catholic, you know. But you know, I actually gave stuff up for Lent, and I don't even really know why. Uh, favorite Lent movie of all time? Lent. What's your What's your favorite Lent movie? I I don't I've never seen Forty Days Forty Nights. Oh yeah, that was it was pretty good. Now you can see it on the uh, Love Channel. Yeah, it's on all the time, and I watch it every single time where the guy gives up punching the clown, uh, or gives up everything, and he. Josh Hartnick is that his name? Mm-hmm. He gets so much tail in that movie, like just unbelievable. You know, like all these girls are just trying to get in it because you know it's this whole power dynamic. They're so upset because wait a second, guys are holding out. There's even this one point where the girl is willing to have sex with him because she's like, we have to get the power dynamic back. I'm willing to do this for the for the goodness of women. Would that ever work? It has to be just because he's a good-looking guy, because if any of gave up... Yeah, I mean, Punani's given up sex for, I don't know, three years now? Uh, well, Nobody's hey, beating down his door. You guys can't t- be talking about this, because I'm, I've gone through something very, very bad this past weekend, which you guys don't know about. What happened? Well, you know, I went down to Florida. Yeah, you were on I'm, I'm stalking. Well, I was stalking Freddie Adu for two weeks. Okay. And everybody knows about my, my FB in Virginia Beach, and I swung by Virginia Beach coming back. And this is your uh, friends of benefits. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's been a very nice relationship for two or three years. What happened back in November, everybody knows I was kind of involved with the bakery. It was her birthday, and it's been a thing that I was supposed to go in there, and we are supposed to have fun weekend on her birthday. Well, I blew her off last November. Didn't think anything about it. Well, I showed up uh, Monday, knocked on the door. Door opens up, and all I see is this chick has just got some <laughs> She was pissed. And all I hear is, F you! <laughs> If he slams the door, slams the door in my face, and this is your friends with benefits? Yes, it no, was. I can't believe your gut didn't bounce it back open. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the problem. I mean, and I've called her, left a message, I've emailed her several times. Nothing. I think I've lost it. So here I am. And had you talked to her since November? No. Well, of course. But man. I mean, it's been one of those relationships. You can't have one of those relationships where you have a friend with benefits, miss their birthday, not talk to them for what's got to be almost four months now, and, and come up show showing up. up knocking on the door saying, "Hey, <laughs> I've done it before." <laughs> but but here's the problem: I'm finding myself with, you know, it's been you know six, you know, basically five six months since we, you know, I've anything anything. And what? You know, I'm 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 at 230 pounds. That boy. 40. I'm 40 years old. Old boy. 
I and you're being kind. I'm, I'm I'm suffering here because you know we I know you've gone through this, but you're still a young guy. You'll find somebody eventually. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But I mean. I'm in. I I might as well get it cut off unless I do something. <laughs> He's going through a drought. Well, here's my old question about that. If you've got a friends with benefits. Why are you even supposed to remember their birthday? I thought well, that was part of the no, whole deal. They made plans for her birthday though, and then he still blew her off. I mean, it, it's the informal planning thing that yeah, it's expected that you know because I'd been down there for the three pe- uh, previous birthdays and we've had fun and blah 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 and it's her weekend and you know and oh did I. This sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm really scared. That you'll never uh, end up being with a woman I again? Got, well, look at me. Uh, look so, at me. So I'd be scared too, bro. I mean, I have, you, to drop, I have to drop 50 pounds. If I were you, you play baseball. I'm going to use a term that you would know. Just start switch hitting. <laughs> I say you head, should, I, should, I t- should I go out to San Francisco? Yeah, no, you just head oh, down to the circle. Yeah, DuPont. Head down to the circle. They'll love you. In the in the gay community, you be you be what's known as a teddy bear. Yeah, you're a fuzzy teddy bear. You're a fuzzy teddy bear. <laughs> they would love you, brother. You would have your pick of the hottest guy there. Ain't what gonna you happen. Do, Ain't you, gonna happen. You put a wig on, you make them shave their body down, and you act like it's a woman. That's and, what you do. Ain't, Ain't gonna you happen. Know, you can find happiness there. In fact, it's so funny. I got. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to be talking about Passion of the Christ. We'll get to we'll get there. <laughs> There'll be a link somehow. But I, so, no, my only thing is, make, let's not talk too much about sex. I mean, you know. I got this instant message a while back, so apparently we're on this uh, place where other people can hear us. Yeah. Other than here. And uh, this guy sent me an, an IM, um, and he asked me, does your show have any gay friends or fans? And I was like, oh, that's a great question. And he's like, well, I know of one. And so I'm like, oh, boy, who? And he goes, hmm. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and then he goes, and I think he kind of lusts after you, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I go, LOL. <laughs> um, and he goes, I don't want to creep you out, man, but I think you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, did you go with the perfume? Just ask what you thought. What you, you know, what well, hold on, I'm reading it okay. to you. Okay. And I go, LOL. And I was like, oh, are you blind, too? God forbid that I ask a question about it. Um, Didn't you? <laughs> and he said, nah, I like the scruffy thing. <laughs> so, again, Punani, in fact, it's so funny because if you look at this, if you look at uh, his uh, his little uh, IM, you know how they have pictures, and sometimes they're pictures of themselves. The guy in the picture looks exactly like Punani. He looks like he should be a truck driver. <laughs> so it's not even like the guy's some hot, some hot guy or whatever, or quote unquote. What do you think his handle is? <laughs> I know what it is. You want me to show it to you? Yeah, please. I don't want to say it. No, of course air. not. <laughs> it's the one at the bottom. Ah! <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> um, now, do you think that's what, what he goes over the CB with? <laughs> I don't know, man. He very well could. How funny is that? Bo Daddy says he thinks his pet tarantula thinks I'm hot. <laughs> By the way, tarantulas creep me out. Now, you, you never put the two together when you first IM'd you? Well, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking... He- <laughs> Let's just say the word job is somewhere in there. It's somewhere and, in the and, 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 uh, Some kind of vegetable, too. <laughs> Punani's like, whoa, I don't know what vegetables are. I didn't even recognize that. <laughs> um, so he goes, 
No, I like the scruffy thing. Don't forget grunge started here. So that kind of gives you a little hint as to where he is. I'm like, right, well, thanks. And he goes, I'm far away. I won't be worried about stalking, uh, stalking you. And then I asked him if I could read this on the air, and he said, sure. Um, he goes, uh, but I know you're having trouble getting laid, so if you're ever out this way, I'll punch your ticket, bro. <laughs> You gotta respect him for using the term like punch your ticket. <laughs> and so and so then at this point I'm not just L O L N, I'm capitalized R O T F L N. <laughs> Rolling on the floor laughing. Thanks, but no thanks. And he goes, Eh, it was worth a shot. Why didn't you just run with it? He's always all the way uh, in another side of the country. Because who knows, man, that may pop up somewhere and you know I would have ran with it. I wouldn't care. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, then people come back and say, I was having yep. a gay chatting on the A on the IM. You should have cybered him. Mm -mm. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Watch it be an FBI sting. I know, right? What's the dude? It went like it was a 14 year old yeah. chick. What, the guy busty for being gay? And nowadays, who knows? Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, Ashcroft, he's looking forward to those days. He's, he's thinking, man, if we get elected for another four years, uh, look out, the Moes are in trouble. So, actually, you know what I want to do? Let's see. Speaking of gay. <laughs> Speaking of gay. Huh? I'm kidding. Yes. Hey, what'd you give up for Lent? Uh, women, because they're effing annoying. <laughs> hey, I'll call you later. Then nothing. Hey, what'd you go off Oh, went out with some friends. Then you find out later they went out with, you know, some guys or something. So, Bateman, you gave up on dating or just women, period? Uh, just dating for right now. Yes. Rob Punani's looking. <laughs> Great. Hey, 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 can you give me that uh, I am screen name later on? Yeah, exactly. I'll throw it your way. Thanks. Um, so, hey, so you're. Uh, so what happened to you? You had some chicks said they were going to go out with you. I don't want to get into it on the air. I'll tell you off the air. Oh, come on. No, Bateman. You don't have to. You don't Bateman, have to I just embarrass myself in front of millions of people. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, I'm the male spokesman of the station. I got to meet the station. Jackass. You don't, get in here and talk. You don't want to be let down? <laughs> I, I know the story. Oh, uh, don't get into it. No, I'm just going to say very vaguely. And this is something that upsets guys just in general. So you're sitting there, you're working a chick, you're hanging out with a chick, they want her to hang out with you, that whole thing. And then you're like, all right, so let's go do something else, or let's hang out, or are we going to finish the night off together? And they're like, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Do you want to go? He's like, no, I don't feel like leaving where I am now. Let's just, you know, you know just hang out. I'm going somewhere else. And they go off with somebody else, end up meeting somebody else and doing yeah. other kinds of and things. And playing darts. Yeah, right. You know somebody was throwing stuff there. Right. Bullseye, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Where's the target? The, for the forehead. That's a Fellini reference if I ever saw one. All right, bro. All right. I'm sorry. Gave up, gave up women for Lent. Good for him. Well, I didn't have to give up a lot. Let's see. Somebody here. Um, oh, here we go. Somebody's giving me. Hey, uh, Hefe, Lent is all about the 40 hours Christ laid in the tomb. Oh, 40 why hours? Why do we have to do 40 days? Why can't we just give up something for 40 hours? Yeah, I could easily. I'd even not eat for 40 hours yeah. if that's what it was. But it's all about 40 days. I, I think the whole thing, too, is kind of you're supposed to give up kind of kind of like giving up something to kind of have like the sympathizing with Christ or, you know, where you you sacrifice something just, I guess, the way Christ did. But you see that people end up, you know, when they get like Bateman gives up women. <laughs> And a lot of people use it as a reason to diet. Well, that's what I've done, J-Dubs. I'll tell you what I've given up. Well, you're a good Christian man. I am. I uh, gave up uh, hamburgers. I gave up french fries. You're nuts. 
and I gave up pop. You tried it before. Soda pop. I feel great. <laughs> Next week you're going to be fiending for a for a, a super value meal. No, I'm. You know what? I'm cool. I'm very cool. I, and the other thing that I gave up too, which is probably even harder than the the, the value meals or whatever, I've also given up eating after ten o'clock, and I feel great, man. And now I know what Jesus felt like. <laughs> You felt great? I feel great. I've sacrificed, and I feel my body being cleansed at this very moment. I genuinely, man... Well, maybe if you get a hold of that guy in the IM, he can finish the cleansing for you. <laughs> I think he wants to. I think I know where, according to his, uh, his uh, AM, AM name. IM name. Oh, uh, I, I mean, right now, oh, no. I, I hate uh, why does a Bateman give up that nasty karate uniform he's wearing every day? Somebody sent me on the instant messenger. You know, people were actually like, they were talking to me, and they're like, Bateman, they were out at the live, a couple of the people who were out at the live broadcast, the three of you, again, we want to thank you, um, were like, why is Bateman wearing that stupid karate uniform? That thing looks so stupid. That's such a, that's such a lame bit, that whole karate uniform thing. And I'm like, I wish I could tell you it was a bit. I wish I could just say it was a bit, but he just ended up showing up one day. And we ran with it. Wearing a karate uniform here in the studio for ourselves. And we're like, there's no way if you're going to wear the... That has to be some kind of homo role playing right there. No, we're not going to pick on Bateman. <laughs> but it's like, all right, so if you're going to wear the karate uniform around here, damn, dude, you have to wear it out at the live broadcast. There's no way you can't wear it. Out for the live broadcast. And it was so funny having him walk around. That was a bad, bad match, Bateman. <laughs> so sweet. And it, you even, I see him posting. I thought I told you to sweep the leg. I see him, now you have to pay. I see him, I see him posting on ronfez.net. And he posts. And then at the bottom, he puts sweep the leg. <laughs> I'm like, how stupid are you? Hold on a second. <laughs> Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, no. What'd I do? You like my updated uh, karate uniform? Now, how did you go to a yellow belt? You're not a yellow belt. You're a white belt last I've week. Been we, we picked on you. We said, what? Everybody gets a white belt. You get that whenever you buy the uniform. <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, you're a yellow belt. I got a few stripes, too. What does that even mean? You can talk to Cameron about that. What does that mean? <laughs> I got a raise. No, you did. And a promotion. Well, actually, I do want to congratulate you for being hired here. Yeah, great. Messing up the best of Don and Mike. <laughs> what happened? I didn't hear about that. You didn't hear about that? No. <laughs> Everyone forgot about it. you got to bring it up. <laughs> Can we talk about it? What do you do? So, I, I, this is kind of funny. Um, was this during the suspension or was it on a holiday? I think it was President's Day. It was sort of a little bit of both. It was on President's Day. And so, Best of Don and Mike is on reels. And uh, eh, this may be too inside. I, I want to hear it anyway, please. Just next topic, please. <laughs> so, but what they do is, like, instead of having it on CD, they have it on these reels. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like just big tape. It looks like big tape, exactly. Well, a lot of times, they overpack the reels. And so whenever you try to put them on the machine, it, it just like, fall, it, uh, it falls off and it gets all tangled. Yeah. Well, Bateman, who is pretty much new to the radio industry and doesn't even, he only knows his computers, it gets all tangled up, all right? And this is like in the second break on President's Day. I'm just, uh, imagine him just covered in, in tape. He was. It was all over the place. That's it, not far from the truth, actually. And so he's like, oh, God, what do I do? I have to join the network in a second. 
So he just goes through the list that uh, Charlie and Rob leave, <laughs> and he just picks another thing that matches up around the same time because he needs to join the network at yeah. 3 o'clock. Because I needed to get, well, this is also inside, but I had to get to the fourth segment on the Real Real. And I was running like late, you know, I was coming back from a commercial. He had to get somewhere on the tape and it was all pulled out and he, there was no way he was going to get there and the commercials were running out. So he just throws in another segment. Just throw in another segment? I tried to match it up as best I could. I just didn't and then, so, to read the description And so then he well. joins the network and everything gets straightened out until about 5.30 when he realizes that the segment that he needs to play is like the fifth segment out of like something that should be joint played concurrently. Like what was it? It was the ugliest boob contest, right? Yeah. And so there were five segments total. And what he ended up doing at, at the second break of the day was playing the very last segment of the winner of the ugliest boob contest. Actually that was, was So then he plays segment one, <laughs> so two, three, four. So the Don and Mike show was basically like uh like Pulp Fiction that day, you know, everything's just out of order and it I got, comes together at the end. I got, I got kind of lucky because actually I played the winning one at the 2:30 in the local area, so, so the network didn't hear it. But no one even called up and complained. That everyone was like, "Hey, when are Donald Mike coming you, back?" Did you end up playing the uh, the thing again? The fifth winner. No. So for two hours, people on the network were listening, and they never got the payoff. They never got to hear segment five because of Bateman. I hope Cam is not listening. I hope Don isn't listening for your sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus, but that was just a Yeah, that was sword. just an accident. Yeah. It was all a mistake, man. Yeah, I mean, mistakes will happen. And we've rectified it all. And that was so long ago. We had so many other pressing issues now. But literally, like, every time I tried to queue up the vape, it would just fall off. And, like, not just a little bit, it would just come off. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Why didn't anybody ever tell me about this? I don't know. Because we had all this. that other stuff going on. And then, too, Cameron was like, you know how Cameron's so knee-jerk. Yeah. He's like, what? Nothing like this has ever happened. I, I've never known of anything like this ever happening before. And so, and actually, it has happened. It happened to me once, too. I was going to say, he's never listened to me play the damn board op then. <laughs> how do we have two God. people here who don't even know how to run a board? They're working at the... Oh, my... I'm one of the best board ops in the station. I just don't do it. <laughs> All right, getting back, I guess we want to talk about the passion of the Christ. <clears throat> I hope Don crucifies Bateman. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, by, by the way, big ups to those guys, too. Don and Mike, Ryan Fitz, Howard, everybody, for just handling everything as best as they can. Uh, good for them. And uh, as us, hopefully, being the future or whatever, you know, we just want to say thanks. Keep a blazing. Keep a trail blazing. So, Dubs, went to see The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. I fell into the, uh, I bought the hype, I guess, if you would. I, I figured as a broadcaster, as a talk show host, this is the other hot thing going on right now, and I have to go see this movie. So, I was so worried that it was going to be sold out. I went on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, and I'm willing to share the secret now. The AMC City Place 10 in Silver Spring at the Ghetto Mall, uh, downtown Silver Spring, nothing is ever sold out there. That is the best place to go watch a movie. Revolutions, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, and now this Passion of the Christ. I was able to walk in, buy my ticket, no problem. I don't know what it is about the ghetto movie theater and the ghetto mall there, but I'm just able to get a ticket whenever I, think, I want. I think the tag of ghetto on everything about it kind of, you know, right. draws people away from it. Very well, that could be. So I go to see The Passion of the Christ, and I actually have to find myself 
agreeing with Bill O'Reilly. And you go in there, if you if you have a certain mindset, like Punani, I know you're going to go see this tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah. So you have this mindset. If you're going in there looking for violence, you're going to find violence. If you go in there looking for anti-Semitism, you know, you're going to find it. However, I don't think any of that is, like, overwhelming. If you're like me and you walk in there stupid like Homer Simpson, just like, do do do, I'm going to watch a movie for two hours... I think overall it's kind of an enjoyable movie. You know, if you take the uh, the everybody knowing the story ahead of time and just watch it to be a movie. Well, you know what, too? I mean, I didn't even really, I'll be honest, man, I don't know a whole lot of the story. I know a little bit, but even just like going. Were you, were you hoping he was going to make it? You know, just, well, I found one, myself pulling for Jesus. And I'll be what, honest with you. I'm a Jesus fan. Hey. Pull him off! What are you doing? Stop that! Hey, don't get too much into it. I don't know how it ends. Yeah, so, shut up. <laughs> that's the other thing, too. Why are these movies where everybody knows the end? It's the biggest thing, like Titanic, The Passion of Christ. Now, the funny thing is, you know, what if you just started yelling? Yeah. Don't! Stop! <laughs> What what is this? Why? Why? Shut up! What are you doing? I, I was just wondering how everybody else would take it when you're in the. They'd say the exact same thing that I just said to you. Shut up! What are you doing? The, the passion meets Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah, where people are acting it out. Uh, some subtitles were actually very easy. You know, you know. What I heard at first was they weren't going to do any subtitles. It'd have been tough. Yeah, you got to have the subtitles at least so you can. I wouldn't have gone. What was I, going I wouldn't on. go if there wasn't subtitles. It's not nearly as gory as you think it is, too. Now, when they're when they're beating his ass, when they're kicking Jesus' ass, it is pretty hard. Like there's a you know there's some blood and gore, and somebody put it best where like by the end his back looks like hamburger meat. I mean they just tear that brother up. It was real real bad. Roots bad. You know, I've never seen Roots. Oh, I know. And you call yourself a black man. It's a shame on me. In fact, I want to buy the go buy the DVD set. That's a good DVD yeah, set. You, you don't go that far. Really? Go it. Cause you watch it once, you aren't going to be able to sit through it again. You know, you can't. It, it takes so long to watch. Yeah, but I, I, I do feel like I need to watch Roots, but I haven't seen Roots. <clears throat> um, I don't know what that is. But this Jesus guy, he took the ass whooping, right? And um, you know, and they put him up on the cross and the whole thing. And but I don't, I don't. And you find too, and I don't know. Maybe we'll talk it out a little bit. And if you want to educate me a little bit, that's cool. But you could see where in the anti-Semitism, the Jewish like leaders, I guess, in the movie, they do come off as like like they really wanted to kill him. They because I guess the Roman leader of the time, uh, Pilate or Pilate or whatever his name is, he didn't want to kill. This, by the way. This is uh this is Jesus for dummies, all right? <laughs> this is religion for dummies here in the hideout. This is the way normal people talk about this stuff. Apparently, um, they the 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 Jewish clerks wanted to get rid of him because he was causing an uprising. They felt like he was going to be a threat, so they placed him under arrest. And I guess they had to take him to the Roman leaders for him to officially be punished. Well, according to the story, the the Roman leader doesn't want to do anything. You know, he actually tries, he tries, it makes it seem like he tries a couple of times to get Jesus out of the whole bind. At one point, he's like, I'm not going to do anything to this dude, take him somewhere else. And so they take him somewhere else, they're not going to do it there, so they take him back. And then, what ends up happening is like, all right, God, i got to do something, because this Jesus guy seems pretty cool, I don't want to kill him, but they really want me to kill him. 
how about this? They get this guy who looks like a complete, like, Manson, like, Charles Manson, like, retard on steroids who's, like, this murderer. He's like, I'll give you a choice. We can kill this dude or we can kill that dude. We can kill Jesus or the retard murderer. And so the Jews were like, and this is what, according to the movie, they're like, kill, uh, release the murderer. We want you to take care of Jesus. So they go through this whole thing. But you look where it, it, it does make the Jewish clerks or whatever, and I guess this is according to the gospel, it does make them look really bloodthirsty. But the Romans don't come off great. Because the one Roman leader, it makes him seem like he didn't want to kill Jesus. But the, the rest of them? But they, oh, man, they were tearing him up. They were, like, really, like, getting into the whole domination thing of, like, beating him and whipping his back and ripping out chunks of his body and stuff. So I think everybody comes out of this movie, and I think that's supposed to be the overall message. Everybody comes out of this movie uh, looking horrible. A couple of other things that I noticed about Except this. Except for Jesus. The passion of the... Now, Jesus came out looking great. And again, Good. I, I would hate for anybody to put a blemish on his name. Um, nobody cheered either, which I heard there was some cheering going on at the end. Cheering by who? Uh, fans. Uh, like at, at, fans of... At, at the movies. Like fans people, of the Romans? Like there's... No. Like at the movies, whenever Jesus like comes back to life... Wouldn't it be weird... If this turned into some kind of Rocky Horror thing and people go dressed as, you know... It happens uh, now anyway. I mean, you see this stuff all over. I mean, no, these passion but, plays happen. Like, for people for passion have done this? No, oh, okay. I'm just talking about passion plays, but you're talking about in the actual movies? Yeah. Like, midnight that, screenings? Yeah, wouldn't that be weird if people started, you know, showing up as Jesus? But Jesus wouldn't be the good one to show up as. It wouldn't be the uh, the star, like, the uh, money character to show up as because, you know, <clears throat> that that'd be too easy. So people go see it once, and then they come back dressed as a Roman soldier or, you know, or the the retard murderer. I would go as the retard murderer. That guy was classic, man. He was, like, missing an eye. He was all disheveled like Punani. His teeth were all jacked up. Let's do it. What? You want to do a... The, the, you want to have a screening of it? I'll tell you what, if we become full-time, if and when, we'll do like Ron and Fez did and have a movie night. But everybody has to come dress those people. We'll roll the passion. <laughs> we'll do it downstairs. <laughs> we'll put our own, our own little Rocky Horror passion play down there. There was one scene. It was so funny. I didn't know this. Apparently, Jesus invented the bar. Now, by the bar, the bar, the bar I'm talking about a bar where you would go and you would sit and you would drink. Now, there's that one point where Jesus is getting his ass kicked and they flash back. They're doing all these flashbacks. And they flash back to him. He's hanging out with his mom's, Mary. So Mary's inside doing some stuff. Jesus, of course, a carpenter, is building this bar. So she comes in, or she comes outside, and it's like, hey, it's time to eat. You know, yo, Jesus, it's time to eat. And she walks outside, and she's like, what are you making? And uh, he go, and she goes, what is this? And he goes, you know, in his, in, in, you know, his Jesus language, he was like, this is a, <laughs> this is, you know, a place where you would go and you would, you would sit and you would drink. And she goes, well, how, how would you do this? How does this work? And so they're both, like, kind of crouching, like, over the bar. And she sets the water down for him. And for, like, a split second, Jesus is kind of crouching over this bar, holding this drink. And they, it looks like they're sitting or standing at a bar. <laughs> and then she walks away and she goes, ah, this thing will never catch on. 
And it's like comic relief. It's like, wait a second. First of all, the only, thing, the only thing missing is them like, yeah, crouching bar, hitting Jesus. You know, throw that pun out there. I don't know what it was, but he's like sitting there crouching at the bar like he's going to have a drink. And then his mom's is like, yeah, this is never going to work out. This bar thing is never going to catch on. And you're like, what a second. What am I watching? What is this? I thought this was Passion of the Christ. I did not know that Jesus Christ well, invented the bar. Well, the thing is... Mel Gibson made it, and you know he has to throw a little of the uh, lethal weapon humor in there as well. You know, <laughs> for the comic relief. I'm, I'm surprised Danny Glover wasn't in it. <laughs> Some of the Mad Maxisms. Uh, uh, what happened to Tom? We lost you, brother. Uh, so go ahead. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. But that was just kind of a funny thing that was out of it. You know, him and mom's hanging out. He created the bar, and she's like, "That thing's never going to catch on." It's like, I mean, if Jesus is at a bar, do you think he orders sex on the beach? What are you doing? No. Oh. <laughs> what is that? No. And what's his drink of choice? I don't think he would actually have well, wine, obviously, because that's his yeah, what. That's okay, I'm an idiot. By the way, I'm not a very religious person, but now I'm into this whole thing. Uh-oh. Like this whole, like, uh, well, I, I, I still don't buy it. Like today I'm watching the History Channel, and they're talking about Cain and Abel and this whole yeah, thing. Doesn't that piss you off about the History Channel? Yeah. Any big movie that's out... They'll be running a million documentaries on it, you know? But I have to watch them all. I get into it. Just like I was into Matrix. My thing right now is this passion of the Christ. Whether it's Twister, they're, they're showing stuff on tornadoes, whether it's, you know... Well, they're capitalizing. What else? It's better than running Hitler 24-7. And by the way, too, History Channel, you would think you would do something for black history. That's yeah. the other thing. Black... Is this, like, this is, like, one of the few months that I've come... I've heard nothing about black history. Everything is, there have been so many diversions. I'm going to say that's something from the Bush administration. Talking about diversions. They don't want to help blacks? Mm-mm. They're, they're diver diverting all the attention from uh, Black History Month. I've heard nothing about Black History Month. Now, granted, the hideout hasn't done anything on it, and I'm a little ashamed of that. But, you know, what were we supposed to do? We're fighting for our jobs here. So, getting back to the Passion of the Christ, though. So I'm sitting here, I was taken by the fact that Jesus created the bar. I also found myself very ashamed, J-Dubs. Because throughout the whole movie, all I'm thinking is... Yeah. I'm giggling, were you? No. I was okay. Damn, dude. That Mary Magdalene is hot. That Mary Magdalene is hot. This Monica Bellucci, she is so beautiful. This is the same chick that was in Revolutions and, um, what was the other? What, what, it, what was she in Revolutions? In Matrix. She was married to the French dude. Okay, so they got that real hot chick to play Mary. Mm -hmm. And I know you've, you know, knuckled. <laughs> knuckle shuffled? Knuckle shuffled in her pictures for So if, in a roundabout way, I'm not going to go there. To Mary Magdalene? I mean, I don't the Why character, not? I guess. Yeah, the character. But I find myself, I mean, sitting there, I mean, Jesus is getting his ass kicked in this movie. And they, they cut to Mary, like his mother, then Mary Magdalene, and John are sitting there watching this whole thing. And I'm just looking at Monica Bellucci like, geez, she is the hottest chick ever. If you Google it on the AOL for broadband, just look for a picture. I want to say big ups to our boy Lutard, who sent me this great website of nothing but nude chicks of Monica. Because she's, you know, form film actress, and nudity, of course, over there isn't such a big deal. So there are plenty of, you know, nudes of her all over the place, and she's just, you know, I think she's Italian. I want to say she's Italian, 
and she's just got the long black hair and the fair skin, and she's just like voluptuous. She's just so hot. Uh, no, she did not get naked in the passion. I'm sorry, somebody asked me on the AO for Broadway. She did not get, na- but I'm just thinking the whole time she's crying. So that's the other thing. She's like so hot, and she's like crying the whole time. I'm like, man, that's so sexy. <laughs> she's just sitting there weeping. She's all dirty. I'm like, how sexy is that? And hey, look, did I feel bad about that? Did I stop and think twice about that? Yes, I did. But at the same time, you know, you're a human being. And when there's a chick that hot, you got to roll with it. So in honor of her, uh, a little bit, it turns out I'm really into a perfect circle again, Dubs. And because of the perfect circle, um, they've got on Amer de Nom. My favorite song on Amer de Nom is the song Magdalena. Now, her name is Mary Magdalene, but I figured this is kind of a good little tie-in to play it. So it's kind of an added bonus. We're still going to do the old school jam of the week. We're still going to do mandatory Manson we have to get to. This is a great song from A Perfect Circle, who actually I think will be at the Patriot Center uh, very soon. So Magdalena, uh, in honor of Monica Bellucci. It's uh, The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK.
106.7 WJFK. Welcome back into the hideout. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And again, from Amerida Nome, a perfect circle, Magdalena. And uh, my little tribute to Monica Bellucci, who plays Mary Magdalene in uh, The Passion of the Christ. And Dubs, I'm willing to make this statement now. I think she is the hottest chick. Hottest ever. Hottest Hottest alive right now. Hottest alive right now. No one tops her. If, if you were to be with anyone, mm-hmm. she would be the chick. Monica Bellucci is by far the hottest woman on the planet Earth right now. Uh, unequivocally. I'd have to say she is top. Throw out, throw out a couple names. More than uh, maybe a uh, Britney Spears. Or- Hotter than Britney because she's classier and she has a better face. How about Jessica Simpson, who has the retard hotness? You know, a chick that is just stupid enough to do it. You know. Um, I I'm so not into Jessica Simpson. But I I just like her because she's just stupid enough to maybe get you know kind of duped into being with me. You know. I think Jessica's like I think you hit it right on the head with Jessica Simpson. I think Jessica Simpson is one of those where she looks very mannish, like in her face she looks like she could easily be a drag queen. And I mean that. Jessica Simpson? Mm-hmm. Really? Now you look at her. The, the, she looks like she should have an Adam's apple. Her problem, the big problem with her to me is uh, <clears throat> she has a big forehead. Yeah. She has a big forehead, and she she looks like, in fact, I would think she's even talking. If I saw her, you know who she looks a little bit like? Who? The uh, the, the Britney Spears impersonator, Bo Lee. In fact, Bo Lee has been mistaken for not only... Britney, uh, Bo Lee is this uh, drag queen who do, does Britney Spears impersonations, but she's also been recognized as Jessica Simpson, too. Really? I think she. I think Bo Lee looks more like bring Jessica her, Simpson. Bring Bo Lee on. I'll kill two birds in one stone, you know? <laughs> you thinking about both of them as you're going? But I would honestly say that if... Oh, yeah. Any... Uh, you can go to BoLeeSpears.com to see her. B-O-L-E-E-S-P-E-A-R-S.com. I have to go check that out on the AOL for broadband, then. I'll have to see what's going on there. Uh, with the Bowley Spears, but I honestly mean that, man. I genuinely believe that that uh, Monica Bellucci is by far the hottest chick uh, alive right now. In fact, hold on a second. Uh, hideout Hotline. What about Halle Berry? Uh, hotter than Halle Berry. I think she has a. Um, I think uh, Monica Bellucci has a better body than uh, than Halle Berry. Better hair than Halle Berry. It doesn't seem as crazy and as loony as Halle Berry. Bowley is so hot. <laughs> I'm looking right now. They offer broadband. All right, hold on a second. Unbelievable. Now I got to go there too. What is it? Bowlyspears.com. All right, so I'm going. Oh, you know what? You're right. That's a guy, though, man. You got to remember that. We've right. had this conversation already before. Well, who do you think's hot? Uh, Monica Bellucci. Her bully. <laughs> Damn, dude. Who could you watch sports with? Exactly. Okay, well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that Bully doesn't like sports since he's a gay man. I'm sure he does. Figure <laughs> skating is still a sport. He is hot, though. <laughs> Wait a second. Make sure that doesn't get isolated. Effie, <laughs> uh, Throw out another one. Give me another chick. I, I got Bully on the mind, man. He can't throw me around. I don't know. Like who's? I'm, I'm going top. I'm going with my top. Shania Twain. Better than Shania. No way. Better body. 
better body. Because I like a woman who's voluptuous. I like a woman who got a little something that you can play with. And Shania seems way too skinny. I think Shania very much doesn't seem... She kind of like has the body of a little boy. I mean, you know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow in the movie. <laughs> Looking at Monica Bellucci. Now I am. I'm telling you, there wasn't enough of Mary Magdalene in the movie. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And I, go back, I bought... Um, not Revolutions. What was the one before that? Reloaded? Yeah, I bought Matrix Reloaded just for that. That scene. Don't say Reloaded while I'm looking at Bully. Well, I mean, I was about to say. Now are we gonna have a, a, a Passions Reloaded with a Ma Mary Magdalene story? I'd love to. And by the way, Mary Magdalene, I've heard. I read this article in Newsweek. She was not a whore. They say there were two characters that got like their stories got combined, and that's why you can't believe the Bible word for word because it's been historically proven that Mary Magdalene was not a whore, that her story with another story just got combined together in the text of the Bible, and so people think she was the whore, but when actuality, she was And Bowley's not a whore either. He would, you hope She's she all woman. Um, hey, Hefe, I got one for you. Hmm. The chick that played Nina Meyer, Myers on 24. That chick's hot. I like that. I like her a lot. But no, because uh, Monica Bellucci has a better body. What about my new girlfriend, Shiloh? No, I... Uh, and no offense to Shiloh, who was out at the live broadcast, Monica Bellucci blows her face away. And, and Bowley comes <laughs> higher than <laughs> Shiloh, really? Yeah, I say so. All right, this is too gay for me. <laughs> Liar. Liar. I'm sure you've never said that before. <laughs> He's back there with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, yeah, I, I think I'd put her up against anybody. Like, even, like, Christina. Because you know how big a fan I am of Christina. But to me, you look at the overall. Like, I hate to give it away now, but we're going to be doing our draft soon. Um, the very first show that we had, we did a, uh, a fantasy draft. I got my first pick. <laughs> You're going to pick Bolee? <laughs> she doesn't qualify because we draft women in different categories, like missionary, oral, anal. <laughs> I know. It's we're... not a woman. You have to draft women. I I think I think we need to. Uh... I'll, I'll challenge the league on that one. Yeah, I was gonna say you got to put in a new, uh, put in a, a special category. We, we move with the ages, man. We have to we have to keep on progressing as the ages progress. So we we add a new category? No, not a new category. Just allow beautiful women like Bolie. It's be... a man. Uh, man, that's what she is. She's a man. No. But out of every, I'm not buying it. Out of everybody, like you look at that scene and uh, reload it. Can we get her back on the phone? <laughs> Don't you call? See if we can get a hold of uh, Bo Lee Bateman. <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice. A little quick impromptu interview. Um, See if you can get a hold of her. I know you got it. You know, I know you got his phone number. But <laughs> don't lie. I, I, you know, she's out of the club right now, just working it. But if you look at, if you look, if you watch like Reloaded. And you really watch the movie, and there's that one scene where uh, Bellucci's in it, and she's the uh, the wife of the French dude in the movie. And that one scene when she was, like, you know, talking to Keanu Reeves, and she's like, kiss me. I'll give you whatever you want to know as long as you kiss me. It's like, how great would that be? She's got those full, luscious lips, and her body is banging, man. She's got it all in the right places. I defy you. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I defy you to name a chick that's hotter. I already did it. I don't think it... A chick. Someone that does not okay. have uh, man meat. Okay. No, I was, All right. If you leave it as a chick, you're right. But if you if you incorporate Bo Lee... 
I've got you. Right, I know. I don't know if you're trying to be a shock. No, I'm, I'm, I, I got the pictures right in front of me, man, and I'm I'm smilier to hear. Would you rather have Bully than your chick that you have now? No. Why? Because my chick, I, I don't know what has <laughs> I was kidding. I was kidding. I was so amazingly kidding. It was part of the joke. She's a beautiful young lady. And so is Bully, and I do not want you to... Oh, I mean, I, my question, I'm going to catch so much hell for that. My question, I hope she's not listening. My question for you, LFA, is, I mean, the most beautiful woman in the, uh, most beautiful woman in the world is uh, Cameron Gray. <laughs> you know so. what? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about if Cameron put on a wig and, like, shaved everything up well, and what he'd look like? Here's the funny thing. The other day he was wearing that pink shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was the day they had to go to the meeting with the lawyers yeah. and Don and Mike, and he's wearing a pink shirt. Yeah, that's power shirt. <laughs> I mean, the other night he was wearing that black shirt, black tie, and I was just like, oh, jeez, come on, dude. Again, for those of you who don't know who Monica Bellucci is, she... Is in Reloaded, Matrix Reloaded and Revolution. She's also uh, in Passion of the Christ and plays Mary Magdalene. And I'm telling you, you can't find a hotter chick. Jimmy, welcome in the hideout. Hey, man, Monica Bellucci. She was also in uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Hmm. She plays a prostitute. She has a couple Isn't that a song by Duran Duran? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's no, Hungry it's, Like the Wolf. Oh. It's a French movie. Uh-huh. And that's the other um, thing. Too. But it was released over here. And uh, seriously, and she was also in Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. She's got the whole, like, dirty, like, jungle thing going on. Mm. She's got, like, the, the button-down shirt, like, tied up between the tees and stuff. It's, she's far hotter in that movie than any any other movie she's done in. And, and, but wouldn't you agree that she may be the hottest chick on Earth right now? She's amazing. Very exotic. I love that stuff. I love the exotic thing, too. I'm really into that, and thanks for that info. In fact, you know what? Remember, I don't even know if we can talk about this. I'll just, I'll try to be as vague as possible. Remember when we were talking about how we like grooming? Yeah. Okay. And and sometimes, you know, maybe ungroomed. Most people don't like that. But I, I made the statement not too long ago where I'm kind of getting back into that ungroomed thing. The reason is is because I saw a nude of Bellucci where she wasn't exactly taken care of. And it was still so hot. And you just want to take your nose and jam it under underarms and get that underarm. Yeah. You didn't have to dump that. I didn't, because you were talking about underarms. But yeah, you, I wanted to see you panic. <laughs> for the underarms. But no, not talking underarms. But, uh, you know, kind of looking a little bit like my uh, like my beard. <laughs> my big goatee. Stamped her. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> what a visual. I just <laughs> Disgusting, man. Come on, guys. What's up, brother? First off, I uh, wanted to say thanks for the uh, tickets last week. I called in and I won the tickets to the uh, hideout party last week, and I I was there. I had a blast. Oh, did you show up? Did 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 we get a chance to talk to you? No, actually, no, because I was actually one of the only few fans who was actually on on the ground cheering whenever you guys asked for the fans to cheer. <laughs> yeah, that was, we, we, we were there. And by the way, thank you. But we were there and we were like, let's hear it from the crowd. <laughs> just played all these fake sound effects because no one was there. Yeah. Well, that's so cool, man. Thanks for uh, coming. The thing was, though, you know, you, you would think since you guys were doing a live, you know, show that they turned down the club music you could actually hear what you guys were saying, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We're we're gonna talk about that in a second. So hang, we'll we'll recap what happened last uh, week. The girl that I say is the head cheerleader from the movie, not another teen movie. Jamie, and I think it's her last name, guys. Jamie Presley. That's it. Jamie Presley. Guys, to me, I think she's the hottest. She has the best eyes I have ever seen in a girl. She's been in Playboy a couple of times. Her body 
is a knockout. Well, the only I, thing about Jamie Bowie, she, she looks very trashy. I mean, she's hot. Don't get me wrong, she's hot. But I yeah. think that Bellucci, overall, when you take into consideration class, body, yeah. face, I think that she has a step above. And then, I don't know, Jamie Presley, she seems a little off to me. Yeah. She seems a little white trashy. Yeah, and not that there's people... anything wrong with that. But yeah, she, she is a little trashy, but I, I tell you what did it for me. When I saw the movie uh, Poison Ivy 2, mm -hmm. she took that uh, champagne and poured it on her. That was there. I was I was set then. All right. Well, I, uh, I have to look at all these movies. I gotta go check out these DVDs. Yep. Thanks, Matt. Hey, thanks for coming out last I, week, buddy. And you should. I want you to come up and say hi to us next time, thanks, brother. Thanks, guys. Bye. Right, Bye. <laughs> Bateman goes. She's white trashy. This coming from a guy whose mom dated a dude named Mullet Joe. Hey, I, I never <laughs> said my mom was the classiest girl on earth. <laughs> okay, that's true. John, welcome to the hideout, man. Hey, fellas. What's up, bud? Hey, uh, you say that girl's the hottest one ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you forget to mention Marilyn Monroe. Well, I mean alive, alive now. I would take well, Bowie. You said ever. No, I now. said alive. In fact, you no, know, he actually did say alive right now. But, you know, I'd even say, too, I don't think Marilyn Monroe was that hot. Now, maybe I wasn't alive then. I didn't see her in her day, I, and all I, I, I think, see are, like, pictures of her. I think to comparison back then, she was just... Compared to all the other stuff that was on, yeah, because that was when women were really they had Homely. discovered themselves and they had to be housewives and she, I guess maybe she was one of the first liberators, I suppose, of showing off what a woman's body could be like. I did like her because she was voluptuous, you know. That white girl had back. All right, bro. You guys, thanks. You guys ever see the movie uh, The New Guy? Yeah, I love that movie. How about the girl that's in that? That's the head cheerleader. Um, the quarterback. What's her name? Oh. God, what is her name, dude? What else was she in? The new guy. She was in that really bad show, True Calling. She's in it now. She was also in Bring It On. It is so on the tip of my tongue. She's very hot in that, too. In fact, I drafted her last like, year. Yeah, um, she was all... The black... She's got, like, black hair, long, like, dark hair. She's like Monica Bellucci without the body. Eliza Dushku. Eliza Thank you. Eliza Dushku. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, she's she's up there as well, bro. She's very hot. But she doesn't have as good a body as Bellucci, so I got to give it to Bellucci. <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right, fellas. All right, there it is. I don't. Nobody's disagreed with me. Nobody's given me a single person that doesn't have a penis, Dubs. <laughs> I, we, okay, are we in the 21st century? Can we get past this? I have I have set up the conversation, the bounds of the conversation in the debate, or the you hottest woman. You changed the rules as they went. I said the hottest woman. And you keep bringing it back to Bowley Spears, the gay drag queen Britney Spears impersonator. I, I'm telling you, everybody's wondering what the hell I'm talking about. If if I can even be serious, if you go to BowleySpears.com. Mm, you know, that was one thing that I was going to leave for our best, for our mixtape, if we ever lost the feed out at the uh, gig last weekend. And um, I'm glad I didn't. Because remember when we got in, you and I got into an argument, and it was a serious argument. About who would have relations with Bowley first? <laughs> and remember when he goes, he goes? Remember when he goes? Yeah. There's enough of me for everyone. <laughs> He's like, guys, don't fight. <laughs> I, stay out of it, Bowley. You know the only good thing about the new FCC rules is that maybe this show won't be as gay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna push that gayness to its limit. So again, not that there's anything wrong with it, because if you heard this show, there's no bigger champion of uh, gay rights uh, than us. You heard us railing about it earlier, but um, <laughs> but wow, you know, as I do look at that bully, she is cute. All right, some of the 
but I say she, because again, I'd be thinking as if it was a man. Um, as I go through, we got a ton of stuff that we still need to get to. We need to recap what happened at the uh, live broadcast. Also, uh, speaking of Bo Lee, uh, I want to play the song here in a little bit. I found like my favorite song. You'll be surprised as to what my favorite song out is right now. It's really, really kind of queer. But again, you know, whatever. We're all inclusive on this show. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We've got to take a quick commercial break. Again, rolling strong, commercial free. Out of way to pimp the show. Uh, we'll take a break. And by the way, after we get done doing this next segment, when we recap what happened out at the uh, Tequila Beach, I don't think a single salesperson will ever do anything for us again. Probably not. I don't care. I'm fine with that. We don't well, they haven't done anything with us yet. Yeah, we don't need you. We did you a favor. No more favors. We'll tell you about that in a second. Things we learned from uh, the Passion of the Christ. Jesus invented the bar. And you'll see this when you go see the movie, Punani. And Monica Bellucci is the hottest woman on this earth right now. We're taking a break and we're coming back. It's the hideout, 106.7 WJF. Where is it? Okay. I'd like to complain about your show. Well, America, here's your chance to fight back. One. I'm going to come down there and kick your ass. 800. You With you on a Saturday night. 800 636 1067 Wait. 202 432 1067. If you were going to have. I am still so screwed up on this because during the week I'm hearing other numbers thrown out and now on the weekend I have to throw these numbers out. Then you even just gave out the website. Did it? <laughs> yeah, the phone Then why, why did I have to give it out then? Because well, I think it's better if humans say it. Okay, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Like, I don't sound like a robot when I do that. I know. I should just go back to giving the phone numbers. I'm, uh, I, I'll get better at it. I know you won't. I'm giving everybody uh, the uh, the link for the Bully Spears thing. And they're like, you got to be kidding me. You're right. This chick or guy or whatever it is is so hot. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, you're right. And that's that's good. That's good stuff. Gay Britney Spears impersonated. It's good people. Good people. So remember when we actually talked to uh Bowley? We um we were like, Hey, we gotta have you at our first live broadcast. Oh, speaking of, yeah. Turn this up. This is my favorite song right now. It's Britney Spears and her new one Toxic. Hold on. Baby, can't you see? Now, if you look at Paul Lee while listening to this, hold on, let's do that. <laughs> What's wrong with this? If you, uh, I really am a fan. Thank you for not I'm really a fan of Britney Spears. Turn up. Do it to me, Bowley. Sing to me. She has no musical ability. She's just so sexy. Hold on. It's so sexy. What's sexy about that? That little like moaning and groaning. I want. I, we need to get a hold of Bowley so we can have, like, see if he could do the same things. You know, we we really didn't. We really didn't get him to get into his womanly voice or anything mm-hmm. when he called up. No, I'd yeah, love he, to hear it. He did call in talking like a man. Turn this up. 
I work out at the gym listening to this. I'm like running on the treadmill. And I'm kind of like dancing, but kind of not. But I got the headphones on. And I'm just wondering. I just like feel so amazingly um, not hetero <laughs> while doing this. Because I'm thinking everybody can hear the Britney Spears and yeah. see me kind of dancing while I'm running on the treadmill. And, you know, normally I do that while like, listening to Tool or Manson. You, you, should put, you should put, like, kind of a pink bow on your dreads. Fair enough. This is so sexy. What is it about that little, like... The little girl almost thing about it? Is that what it, it is? It is, it is. So. Oh, no, that shouldn't be sexy, then. No, you're 26 now. And, and I don't know if it's a little girl, but, you know... Like, you know, 18, 19 year old girl kind of just kind of doing that moment. Yeah. No, it's not right. It's totally right. No. It's, it's right if Bowley's doing it. <laughs> it doesn't get any writer. And actually, this song was playing out at the club at uh, Tequila Beach when oh, we were out there last week. Yeah. Turn it up. This is the part where I like start running and I'm kind of like dancing and skipping. It's me with my dreadlocks and my long goatee and my Under Armour. I would love to see you at one of our concerts. I want to go so bad. To a I've heard they're awesome. Let's see you do the little dance you do. No, I'm not doing it. Now. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, I'm just kind of running along. <laughs> and what he's doing, he's kind of going left to right with his fist and kind of bobbing his head the other way of his fist. And I'm kind of like, you know, got a little hop in my face. He's, he's got a gay smirk on his face while he's doing it. I um, really feel, I feel like I should be in the aerobics right. room or do, do the body same, pump. Do the same thing, but with your tongue. Resting on your teeth. Yeah, like this. <laughs> right there. Like a gay puppy dog. It's a good song, man. I should get that CD. Now, who needs it when you can download it for free? That's about what? I didn't do that. I have people that do that for me. I'll let them get... Sorry, I'm eating right now. But it's all part of Lent. i got to finish eating before 10 o'clock. Because that's what Jesus would do. Why don't you eat before the show? That's before 10. No, because then I'll be up to like 2. And I'll just be... And that's the other or why don't you eat during commercials? Oh, wait. Yeah, there are no commercials. Um, in fact, all right, let me tell you this story real quick and we'll get into the live broadcast. Bateman did the worst thing ever. Replay the toxic song. <laughs> Play it again. Put it in the background. Again. Um, so we're at Tequila Beach last week and it's after we've already gotten yanked off the air. And um, during the commercial breaks, uh, I saw this really hot chick. And um, he says to turn up my mic just a bit. Bateman does. I know you're running the board and you like to have you all powerful. and No, I'm not powerful. Talking loud and stuff. So anyway, I'm sitting upstairs at Tequila Beach. Um, at first, during the commercial break, I see this really hot chick. And I'm like, wow, that chick is smoking. You know, she's banging, man. You know, That'd be so cool if I had a chance to talk to her or whatever. But then, you know, we go on with the show. And that we're doing. So then, as it ends up, we get pulled off the air. Mm -hmm. And they turn the music back up again, which we'll explain in a little bit. But I'm sitting upstairs here at this Tequila Beach. And this song's on in the background. And I'm hanging out with my baseball buddies. Well, then this girl approaches me. And turn up the music just a little bit. Like how it was there. And so the music comes up. And uh, she comes up and she's like, Hefe. I'm like, whoa. All right, this chick knows me. So I'm going over and uh, sitting down chatting with her. And so during the commercial break, 
I was talking to Bateman about how hot this chick is. I was like, man, this chick is smoking. Look at her. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever. He's too wrapped up in him and all the chicks that he's got there. And he's working the room between Shiloh and I guess a couple other friends that he had come out. But uh, I was talking, talking about it in the commercial break, how hot the chick was. So, again, moving back upstairs where I am after the show. So we sit down and we're talking. You know, we're sitting down on the couch and we're having this great conversation. And the music is turned up really loud. And I'm like, I'm drunk at this point. And her first words to me were, Hefe, I'm so drunk. And I'm like, yes, awesome, score. <laughs> and so we're talking about something. And I'm like, you know, I'm a really big fan of Britney Spears. Because the song's on in the background. <laughs> You're so gay. I'm, I'm like, hey. I love it. I love Britney Spears. This is a great song. Oh, uh, let's dance. But, you know, we're sitting there, we're getting this whole rap on. Now, this is one thing you shouldn't do, ask a girl to dance or seeing you on the floor. I didn't dance. I was okay. just kidding. Okay. And what are you talking about? Like, you have any ability to dance I either. I never ask a girl to dance. I never ask a, dick to, uh, a chick to dance either. It just doesn't happen. So, anyway. Right <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, <laughs> wow. So, um, that's what you don't need on the air. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm sitting there rapping to this chick, and Bateman pulls the worst move that any guy could ever pull. Worst or best? Worst. Well, I guess it could be up for argument. He comes up, and he's like, hey. I'm sitting there talking to this chick. We're having a great conversation. We're really hitting it off. And he's like, hey, isn't that the really hot chick you were telling me about during the commercial break? I'm, I look at him. I'm like, what are you doing? That's why I love Bateman. I was like, what are you doing? I'm not there to push that agenda. So he steps in for me. I love it. <laughs> I, I could not believe that I'm sitting there spitting game. And this crack-ass, crack ass <laughs> this crack-ass cracker steps up, and he's like, Isn't that the chick you said was really, really hot during the commercial break? I wish I had a camera, because the look on your face is priceless. Oh, I wish you did, too, because I wasn't there to see it. And then when I was walking away, he was still giving this, this like, evil look. And I just looked at you, and I was like... Why would you do that? Why, what on earth possessed you to walk up, interrupt me during my conversation with a chick and say, Hey, isn't this the chick you said was really, really hot during your commercial break? Because no matter how much you and Tommy hang out, me and him are exactly alike. <laughs> and he knew that's something I would do to you, so he stepped in. He stepped up to the plate, as a producer should. <laughs> No, you're ruining the game. No, uh, that breaks the guy code, doesn't it? No, that, that he did that with the best intentions. I guarantee it. And so I'm just, and it, and it just threw a whole monkey wrench into the conversation. Oh, I, your your beard threw the monkey wrench in the conversation. He was trying to save you. He, he saw you drowning. I thought her boyfriend threw the monkey wrench in. <laughs> Whatever, clown. Hey, what was the look on her face? Did she even hear you when I said that? Yeah. When you said that? Yeah, because I said it pretty loud. You're such an ass. I hate you. You're the worst person on this earth. I was like, hey, isn't that the hot girl you're talking about? <laughs> I love you, man. And I, I love you. I him on the shoulder. <laughs> I said, yes. But you know what I did? I was like, yes. Now get out of here. No, you, did. you just sat there in silence going, <laughs> No, but I, no, you were such a liar. Because I said, yes. Now get out of here. And I pushed you away. Okay, you can choose the room, but you're awake. Uh, all right. I, I, I'm taking Tommy's word for how it went. I'm telling you what happened. 
Yes, now go away. And then if you're sitting there in awkward silence with Britney playing in the background. So you like Britney? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we should. We have to log this for Cameron that we played this song. No, because we're talking over the whole time. Do you think the junkies have to log everything they play? <laughs> they should. <laughs> just, just turn off the music. Don't even talk. <laughs> That's what I say. Back to the live broadcast. Yeah. yeah, this is what it sounded like last week. Dubs and Eric trying to do a live broadcast, and the music is pumping in the background. And we have headphones on, so we can hear each other. And we're yelling like this. Yeah, but we still can't hear each other because the music is so loud. It's coming through our headphones. It, yeah, exactly. Hey, J-Dubs, how is, uh, so what do you want to talk about next? Hey, look, there's Shiloh. Hey, there's Bateman. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is what it sounded like last weekend. Punani, you're so lucky you were in Florida. And then... And then every once in a while, we would go off the air. Yeah, everything would just get completely fine. And then we'd come back like that. And then we were like, what the hell happened? Oh, you've been off the air for five minutes. Could somebody tell us? It's all right, so let's, let's, let's set it all up. All right, here's the way it all happened. Last Saturday night, we did a live broadcast. We pumped it for a couple of weeks. We were doing a live show from Tequila Beach, downtown D.C., uh, 12th and F Street. And um, first and foremost, what did you think of the club? I loved it. I mean, I I thought it was it was small. Yeah. You know? But the, I love theme bars. You know, if I'm gonna go to a club, it has to be a theme club. And so yeah, it, it was it was a neat little setup. I don't know if it's exactly the best place to go do a live talk show. Exactly. You, you never do a live talk show in a club. I don't think. You know, any club, theme club, regular club, you do it in a. If you if you're gonna do it where people are drinking, you do it in a bar. We should have set up upstairs. I think that was mistake number one because you walk into this place and it's got this whole beach theme. Like you walk in and there are like sharks. Like hanging from the ceiling, melting like they like like it's here on like you're on acid, uh, coming out of uh, the walls. You got waves. You got this whole like coral theme and like a tiki hut, and you just got this whole thing going on. This whole thing is set up. Um, the biggest problem I think though, Dubs, is that we were pushed into this. Yeah, because we were kind of rushed into it, along with you know pushed into it because it was this was this was a favor for a client. So, because of this, you know, they were like, hey, we really need a live broadcast. This would be great for, you know, it'll be great exposure. <laughs> it'll be great exposure for the hideout to get out there on the streets and talk to the peoples and see what's going on with the peeps. And we should have said no from day one. Yeah, it was a cluster from the day from day one. Um, it was so weird because we were trying to get everything like set up. Like, do we have passes to give away? Do we have prizes to give away? We were constantly being told by one thing by one member of the, the staff here, and then we call the the list the uh, the owner of the club telling us another thing. One example is, you know, we gave out the hideout passes. Yeah. We gave out like 70-some-odd hideout passes, which seven of them got used, by the way. Thank you. Thanks a lot, listeners. Thank you for calling up and begging us for them. Yeah, for calling and saying, hey, can I get some hideout passes for me and my five friends, me and my seven friends. And we we kindly accommodated to you because we want all of our listeners to be able to come out, hang out, and be a part of the show that night. Now, I think part of the problem, Dubs, honestly, and I'm going to put this on this, the metro was so screwed oh, up. It was very, very bad, and uh, I, I don't know if we can put everything on it, but that was definitely part of it because 
the Metro dropped the ball big time because you'd think that if they're going to be doing something like that for a full day, not just two hours or something, they would be running some PSAs earlier in the week. And what they were couple, doing. Like uh, having some news coverage on it so people can, you know. And what they were doing is they were only running one line along the red line from like between Union Station and Farragut North. It happened my whole way home on the uh, orange line too. And so and so it was like when I was coming down from Silver Spring on the Metro, when we talked about it a little bit last week, you just kept stopping right in the middle of tunnels and stuff. every two to three minutes and sitting there for five minutes. I one time on the way home, I sat there literally twenty minutes before we moved again. And then you look around and they don't come over the PA and say anything. I, I did not have once somebody on the Metro come over and say, hey, we're doing work. We have stuff shut down. Yeah, well, they did that on mine. They said, uh, it, but they repeated the same thing over and over again. You know, uh, we're, uh, we are uh, single tracking right now. We'll be moving momentarily, please, you know. Yeah, exactly. Please stand by. So, as far as the... Uh, what, what does that mean, anyway, using one line? I don't understand it, really. Um, I, th- I guess they're doing work on the other line. What, I mean, what other line, though? Well, no, because you know you go. It goes in two directions. Yeah. So you can everybody, only use everybody's one. Everybody's going one direction. Exactly. Oh, everybody's using only one track, going now, in both directions. Okay. Now, why not this then? Instead of stopping everybody, just have, say, two trains almost, you know, back to back, or like, you know, half, you know, just like uh, half, uh, half the distance across. Just you know, just doing a circle. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I figure. I don't understand stopping, how it works. I don't know why you would have to do it on a Saturday. I don't know why you can't work during the overnight. Yeah, on the overnight where you're closed for I don't know how many hours every single night. And if anybody has any answer to these questions... I'm not... You know, the Metro does a great service. I'm not trying to knock it, but Jesus Christ. Well, it's going on again this weekend, too. Is it really? Yeah. And why are you doing it on a Saturday? Do it on a Sunday. Do it during the overnights. It's oh, I, I it's guarantee it's hell this weekend with how nice the weather's been. Yeah, people are trying. And traffic was uh, uh, horrible. Oh. You asked why I was so upset whenever we came in right now. Uh, traffic was uh, atrocious when I was trying to get in here. Do I have something in my throat? Or me. <clears throat> Bateman's sending us little uh, notes. Who? There. Who has to clear the throat? Nobody does. Hefe. Hefe, <clears throat> you're... Your voice sounds horrible, I guess. <laughs> I sound like J-dubs. Yeah. So the actual broadcast was also another reason we should have said no to it was because of the fact of the whole FCC thing. I mean, we, didn't, we were going out there to try to do, uh, you know, a show from a Mardi Gras party that, you know, you just you couldn't do anything. So what ends up happening, because Ron and Fez, by the way, their live gig, when is it? Uh, St. Paddy's Day. St. Paddy's Day. March 13th, Wednesday night. Club Dream, correct? Club Dream, yep. Um, on Oakey Street. On Oakey Street. They do such an amazing live show. I mean, they're so good at it. The ones at Dave & Buster's have been classic. And I, I'm, they used to do these kind of uh, fight nights all the time, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes because I've never been able to you know, see any of these. Wonder Boy versus Mikey D. So we wanted to try to do something, you know, but we weren't allowed to because they, we didn't have you know prizes and you know B because of the fact that, um, you know, you didn't know what exactly it was that you do. So we try to put on our best live show possible, but it really isn't a whole lot of fun going and watching people talk. No. I mean, even when people come in studio, they just kind of sit here and they just kind of look at us and they're like, hmm. They're like, yeah, we're just, we're just hanging out. That's talking. how we do it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's... But I don't know what they expect. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, I figure they expect us to be 
don't know. What you what, what when, would... we're, when we're in the studio, I don't know what they expect when they come in here. Like I, it, a huge studio where we're all running around and you know having a good time. Where we aren't, we don't have to sit right in front of a mic to talk the whole time. I don't know. It's like we're lounging on a couch or something like that. Yeah, and we got like fifty whores. Oh, I wish. By the way, too. Speaking of that. This uh, this fat son of a bitch right here, he may go down in the history of broadcasting, at least JFK, to be the last person to ever get a, a lap dance from a stripper. I'm lucky. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us, it's Matt, Matt Albert. All right, so Bateman, what's up? What happened? What happened to Bateman? <clears throat> I was just going to tell you that Matt's been acting very strange online all week. What's going on? Uh, I don't know if it'll transfer into his real life or if he's just, like, joking around or if he's, like, you know, gone crazy also or something. But he's acting very, very strange. Like, give us a instance where he's acting weird. By the way, those of you maybe new to the show or whatever, Matt Albert is a... Uh, Six foot three, four hundred ninety-seven, uh, four hundred ninety-seven pound, nineteen-year-old black virgin. A handsome lad. A handsome lad. Fancy lad. He's using this weird terminology. It's, it's. I don't even know if I say anything because I don't know if he'll do it on air. If he's just pulling my chain or what. But well, Matt, we, he's showing it. Pongo. What? See? You're a pongo. That's what, what does that mean? The damn lobster. <laughs> What is that? What, what, what are you talking about? What is? I don't even understand what's going on right now. A lobster? Yeah, well, like a pirate or something. I don't know what's going on with him. He'd be the, he's the fattest pirate ever. <laughs> so we had Matt Albert out at the live show, and what we wanted him to do was to be outside. Matt making him walk the plank. <laughs> he couldn't. He'd get two <laughs> steps out. <laughs> so, you broke the plank. <laughs> what are you talking about, breaking the plank? The whole ship would capsize. Yeah, I don't even think they'd... <laughs> I had some I really want to say, but I'm not going to. Everybody to the back of the boat. <laughs> Iceberg. That was a flashback. So, what? Flashback. Flashback. What is this? Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I thought at first I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And, and now he just keeps doing it. I'm like, I don't know if he got hit in the head or what the hell's wrong with Well, him? here's the thing. We were doing a live broadcast, and we wanted Matt Albert outside to kind of gauge what was going on. In the bad lifesavers? What? In the streets. You know, to see what was happening during the live show. And it took Matt forever to get out there. And what did you think of the club? Because eventually you got into the club, Matt Albert. Oh, it was pretty nice. A lot of harlots of real repute around. <laughs> what? <laughs> harlots, of, harlots of ill repute. Now, is this like a way for you to extend your vocabulary? Or, or has every, have, it, have you just thrown everything out of the window because you haven't gotten laid with your act as it is, and you're just going to go with this weird kind of uh, 1700s type talk? It's the remaking pirate jargon. It's pirate jargon, and I'm, tr <laughs> and I'm trying to be FCC compliant. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's what it is. So you've been practicing on the... <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard you use scallywagger yet. Oh, you're a tallywhacker, you bastard. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't think they said you bastard back then. I don't even know if bastard was one of the terms. Ye bastard. Sea bastard. No, ye. Oh, okay. I don't even understand. I don't even understand what's going on. So hold on a second. Let's try to, let's try to set all of this up. So you, in order to be FCC compliant with the hideout, because obviously we still want you to be a part of the show, have taken on this... Pirate lingo. 
to make you know how stupid that sounds. To right? make sure that you don't do anything to get us in trouble. I actually don't mind that. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Got to get him in a uniform. Yeah, <laughs> got to get him in a uniform. Now is that going to be your thing, Matt Albert? Have you come up with a new name? Did, were there black pirates? Oh, absolutely. Blackbeard. Blackbeard. His <laughs> color was beard, not his color, not his skin. I couldn't think of anything else. Black <laughs> What if we got? You know, I bet we could get Halloween Goddess to give you a pirate uniform. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be big enough. Large ass. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't think ass is something that was uh, said back then. Now, have you been using this? Have you been rapping to any chicks online or anything with this new uh, vocabulary of yours? What is voca What is pirate vernacular anyway? Is it scallywag and ye and and y'all and that kind of stuff? Y'all. Uh, belly, belly crawling wharf rats, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't even understand what was going on. What did you think of the live show? Enough of you and your pirate talk jargon. Well, I, I thought Shiloh was hot. I actually tried to talk to her. Yeah? I, I went up to her and I was like, hey, can I sail your narrows? She was like, <laughs> she got angry and slapped me. That's when I came out uh, during the, you know, whole debacle going off the air. All right, so she, what did you say? Can you what? Can I sail your narrows? <laughs> Sail your narrows? Yeah. I don't even understand this stuff. No. I don't even know what's going on. At least he's not breaking character. I, I can give him that much. <laughs> he's still trying to run with the bit, whatever it is. I don't understand. You've got to respect the guy, no matter how bad it's tanking. He just runs with it. I don't even... But that's the thing, is that I don't even know if this is like a bit. I think... Because apparently he's been doing this online all week, right? Well, he, he Googled it earlier, and he has to get used to it before Saturday comes on. Oh, I see what you're saying. The thing I don't understand is that... He and his friend Rob drove down, but then they ended up taking the metro there. Okay, well, what happened with that? How come? Because you were late, because you were supposed to be there at the live start of the show uh, at Tequila Peach last week. Yeah, well, I was foraging the streets of D.C., you know, as we pirates do. And uh, we see this rusty old opening. So I say, Avast, there's the club. <laughs> what? Give me maybe Robert the Black. And... <laughs> At least Bateman enjoys it. <laughs> and I, I say, pull the blackbird to the port side, <laughs> ye black ivory, so we may, you know, go into the club and meet some Mary Winches. <laughs> All right. I don't even understand what this... So I think you're trying to say that you saw the club and you wanted him to parallel park? Yeah. And then what happened? Well, he can't parallel. <laughs> so where did you have to go to get on the metro to come down? We had to go to New Carrollton. <laughs> or as the engineer would call it, New Carrollton. And at the metro station, I met a Spaniard. <laughs> he was he was a large man, about ten pints high and four feet long. <laughs> All right, I've just gotten to a point where I, I've given up on trying to, you know, rationalize it. I'm just laughing at it. <laughs> you met a Spaniard. <laughs> How big was he? Ten times high and four quarts wide. Was it? Was he a swarthy mate? <laughs> what? How do people look at you on the metro? That's funny. I, I actually, I actually don't need to give up another seat to anyone else. I just fit one my own. I was about to say, could you imagine trying to sit next to Matt Albert on the Metro? I can't even imagine what that would be like. You'd see him and you'd be like, why don't you just stand? 
You fat bastard. It's not like the, the, the train's going to jerk you around at all. You're pretty much set where you're at. You should go sit in that little corner where they put the wheelchairs. Just like you in that big old space and fasten yourself in. I sit sideways usually. <laughs> Your feet up. Oh, man. All right. So you end up taking the metro. And isn't New Carrollton like far away, like near Bowie? Yeah. <laughs> don't, you, don't you live in Frederick? He was at the he was at the club and had to drive all the way out there so he could park. Because <laughs> his friend did not want to parallel park. Why don't you just pay the extra money to park in a in a parking structure? Because it was parallel parking too, and he couldn't do it. Oh my He's God. a wimp. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming out at the very least. Oh yeah. <laughs> great. And he did a great. I, I, I had to cut through the crowd the whole time. Yeah, I know. Wasn't it? Wasn't it amazing the line around the corner? Luckily, I missed the beast. Right. Tommy knew what I'm talking about. I know. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> There's not some other vernacular for that. Smooth seas. <laughs> Dork. I don't even understand what's going on. I, I, is, this, on. is this the new radio? <laughs> is this what the FCC wants? We all come in with little bits and character actors. Pirates. Pirates on the seas. <laughs> oh, my God. So what's your character next week? I don't know. We should each come up with a character. A Spaniard. <laughs> so the, actually, in, what ends up happening, just finishing up what happened with the live broadcast, I don't even know what to say to that. I claim this train for Spain. We, uh... We um so we end up we end up going off the air like three times. Yeah. You know. And so well, far one time, twice in five minutes. Yeah, so one time we were just like, screw it, we're gonna you know, we're gonna sign off. Because that was the other thing. I mean we didn't I feel like we were lied to because we were told we had the line secure so we could do the live show the whole way. But at first they had it hooked up to the credit card machine. Yeah. They actually had it hooked up to the same phone line as the credit card machine. And then it was on the fax machine and, and then there's a uh one with call waiting. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't get it right. Hey, on the bright side, at least Spoon wasn't there. What are you talking about? I I'm sure if he was there the only thing we could hear over the music would be that is true. I mean, All you hear in those Ron Fez promos now is <laughs> That is true. How is it that, you know, all the time I got to tune into the 11 a.m. hour and just and just hear that son of a bitch laughing in the background? That's what it is the whole time. Ron and Fez are riffing. <laughs> Come on. Where is this coming from? He hasn't been on the show for how many months? But if you think about it, we're doing a live show. And sure, it wasn't the greatest, but we did okay. But imagine if Spoon had been there and what the abortion it would have been. <laughs> it just would have been a whole lot of that the whole time or... Him and his degenerate friends showing up, you know. Trailer someone park. would have been. Well, you know, whatever. I'd have to agree with you on that. His trailer park friends. What? <laughs> what? what? You've never even worked with Spoon. I worked with him for two weeks. And that was. Because Spoon, Spoon used to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. He, he was another. Uh, he was a third person. Has on anyone that. noticed that the show's gotten much better since he's been gone and I've been here? I mean, I would say that. I would say the show's gotten better. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's because he's yes, gone or we've, uh, we've gotten better. I, would, I, I don't think he's that bad of a guy. Wait a second. I don't remember that you being a big Spoon fan. No, but... <laughs> but In fact, I, I remember I, you being the key guy that would always make fun of him. <laughs> was, and, but he would take it well. I never got in a fight with you him. You know, I've been having to clean out the computers, too, going back and listening to old shows. Oh, he was horrible. Such a headache. I mean, you would sit there and you'd have to fight with him on the air as to what was going on, and he'd, he'd 
completely derail everything that we were trying to do. <laughs> Screaming and yelling. and I don't understand why you don't like Spoon. I think I know why I like Spoon. He said we could keep this faggot-ass show. How could you be on his side when he said you could keep this faggot-ass show? I'm not on his <laughs> side, but I, I don't understand where this attack on Spoon has come from. I heard his laugh in a Ron Fez promo and <laughs> reminded me of him. Of how bad it was and how bad it could have ended up being. How terrible he is and how he ruins the 11 a.m. show. It was distracting. What did you think about him on this show? The less said about that, the better, I think. No, go ahead and say it. He was horrible. What do you think was wrong with him? And those women he brought in? Please. <laughs> we had to act like they were hot. <laughs> like that chick he was with. <laughs> yeah, you're hot. Wow. Gee, I can't wait to get with you. So Who brings in the hotter chicks, him or me? Please. I mean, I guess you would end up being... I haven't seen Bully in here yet, so I'm not impressed. Yeah. In due time. Exactly, in due time. All right, well, you know, I'd have to agree. I think the no spoon, the better. And I think that, I think Bateman brings I, up a good point. I just hope, I was hoping Wonder Boy would fight him so so he'd get his no ass knocked out by Wonder Boy. I think Wonder Boy's going to get his ass knocked out as it is. Would you fight Spoon? I'd beat his ass. I don't know about that. I would beat his face. I think Bateman would whoop his ass. I, he, I'll be honest, I think Bateman could whoop anybody's ass who's here. You're 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 Rudy. You're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. Yeah, he's spoon, what? Five spoon, foot one and a half. Spoon's nothing. old too. Spoon's old he's and got old he and strength. And by the way, you know, F Spoon. I know we had a lot of stuff that went down with the show, and you know, we weren't, you know, he left the show or whatever. I was very upset he didn't invite me to play on his basketball team this year because I played basketball with can him you, last can year. Can you blame him? Why not? What? Just because we can't work on the show together, that means that we can't. I can't play basketball with he, you guys. He's a petty, petty man. And he isn't that good of a basketball player as he is. Because a year ago, when I was even fatter than I am now, I schooled the bitch. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you this: I think Bateman right now he's got his karate uniform on. He's a yellow belt with three stripes. I bet he could whoop Spoon's ass. I would put my money on uh, nothing against you, man. I'd put my money on Spoon in a second. You guys really underestimate the old man's strength and. He can't even show up on time to a job he's had for, what, eight years now? He's still late for that every day. How many times do I got to hear the K-Rock bumpers? I ran Stern a couple of days. I, I figured it out. nothing to do with him kicking Tommy's ass. I, he first wouldn't of all, even show up on time. He'd be all late and everything. Brought the hideout down. Can't run Stern. Didn't invite me on his basketball team. Brings in ugly chicks that we have to lie and say they're hot. Constantly with, <laughs> with that all the time. I guarantee, I guarantee Bateman would whoop Spoon's ass. Whoop ask. I bet. Okay, I'll ask him. I'll Remember when he used to call you faggot all the time too? Yeah. He would always call uh, Tommy a fag. And again, we don't like that. But that's what Spoon would do. I, you are defending a homophobe, J Dub. Yes. Why? I'm not defending him for his personal rights. I'm just saying he could definitely kick Tommy's ass away. I don't think it would happen. He can't even show up to run a parabolic mic down the field. <laughs> That's so true. How does he still even have a job? How about this? Do you think we could get? Do you think uh, Ron and Fez would allow Bateman and Spoon to fight? I, I can definitely look into it. Well, there'll be an opening for whoever runs Stern now. I mean. He's going to be in the hospital for a while. Do you think that'd be kind of cool? Where I'd break his face. Old hideout versus new hideout, good versus the bad. Do you think that maybe too we could set it up where it's for job? Where do you want that? Do you want that? Where if you whoop Spoon's ass, you could run. You could run Howard Stern. I don't really feel like getting up that early, but I'd like to see him fired. <laughs> let's do that then. Let's talk to Cameron and let's talk to uh, let's talk to our boys Ryan Fez and see if we could set something up. And I'll talk to Spoon too because I'm the only one that. Have back anymore. 
You're the only one that can stand him at the station? That's and, what I've heard. And I was taught, I saw him the other day when I was in here early. He's real smug to me, trying to rub it in the fact that his basketball team's 4-0. Come on, man. Why would you do that? That's hurtful then within itself. I want you to whoop his ass, and I want you to have his job, Bateman. You took his spot on the hideout. Now it's time for you to take his spot on the WJFK payroll. How about he still does, he still runs it when he shows up on time, but I just get paid for it? We can work, whatever. Let's well, work it out. That I'll work out some, some kind of agreeable, uh, st- some kind of agreeable uh, standards put up. How old are you, 26? 25. 25, how old is Spoon, like 34? Mm, yeah, mid-30s. I think that could be a good fight, because both of you guys are in shape. But you got that crazy karate knowledge or whatever it is. And he runs a lot, but he's a smoker and he's old. I'd love to see you beat his face in. I'm not kidding. I'd he obviously doesn't run to work since he can't get here on time. I'd l- I'd <laughs> or to the plane. I'd, l- <laughs> I'd love to see you beat his face in. <laughs> the whole time, just sitting there, just crushing. That would be so outstanding. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I think I'd have to kill him in the ring. I don't understand why you did start hating on Spoon, but whatever it does, it brought back some great memories. It's because the <laughs> promo, I heard this promo, they were funny, and then this... <laughs> it's just the laughing in the background. I ain't guess his name, but... All right. Take him. Uh, welcome into the hideout. Hey, fellas. What's up? John. What's up, John? Hey, if uh, Bateman whips Spoon's ass and takes Spoon's job, mm-hmm. I have Bateman's job. Hmm. All right. Would you want to be still on the show, Bateman? Of course. I don't know. Maybe we could have John in. Hey, hold on. Let's get all your info. I'm always looking for new talent. Sure. Dubs is considering leaving me as well, so who knows? I may need a co-host. Take his info down. I, I did that casting call a while back, and I never called any of those people. Fernando, you want to fight anybody, too? You fat uh, bastard? I'm too old. Too old, too fat. I'm too weak. All right. Let's, but I, I mean, you know, if, like I said, I could always have my heart attack then. Let's do our uh, old school jam of the week. You want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do this first, though. I feel like, you know, since we talked about it, we should, have, at the very least, maybe play this. Hideout. Hideout. Business Spoon. Featuring LFA. J-Dubs Business Spoon. LFA's Hideout Business Spoon. 106.7 WJFK. Whoop his ass! Whoop his ass! It's the old school jam of the week. DJ Quick. Tonight. It's the Hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Live broadcast. <laughs> what happened to the? Uh, I don't know. It just queued up. Put it in CD one. All right. Uh, welcome uh, to the hideout. That's the other thing too. You want to worry about indecency? I think it's a damn shame that we can't do a live show without uh, stuff dropping out. There's all the equipment around here. Let's try it over again. Why not? Old school jam. DJ quit. If it craps out this time, we'll just go to the commercials. Yeah, we'll just, ready. just start singing. It's the hideout, JFK. Here we go. Here we go. 
Cause I wanna get bent
featuring LFA and J-Dubs. I like to emotionally rape my customers. The hideout. You're listening to Cameron Gray's Man Crush. You have 11 messages. Just check it in. Give me a ring. I'm at 555-4329. Cameron. I'm at a payphone. There, pick up. Pick up, 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 pick up. Hey, I'll be home later. Raise. Okay, I'm home. Give me a buzz when you get in. I'll be here pretty much all night. Man crush. Hey, man. See you again. I was just taking a whiz. Thought you might have called. Okay, later. Man crush. We're having ourselves quite a little game of phone tag here. Man crush. <laughs> I'm just still drying my hair. Uh, thought I heard the phone ring. Whatever happened to you? Anyway, call me. We'll talk about it. Man crush. You're listening to Cameron Gray's Man Crush. LFA's Hideout on Washington 106.7 WJFK. Big ups to our boy Cam. Boy, guy's taking a beating right now. Yeah, he is. On um, <laughs> all angles. Like, he can't professionally, outside, like, yeah. you know, from just people emailing him. Yeah, hang in it, there, buddy. It's been hell. Yeah, hang in there, bro. <clears throat> um... Hefe and Dubs. And we, we haven't really made it too much easier on him either. Did you get his uh, invitation? Yeah. Yeah, going to the wedding. Marrying Mrs. Stevens. Look at uh, look at old Kyle there doing well for himself. What are you going to get them for a gift? Oh, we have God, to I haven't even thought of that yet. Yeah, we got to get him something. Should we go in together? You want to go in Hazzy's like we got that poker table? Yeah. Because th- we put our money together, we can get him something really cool. Yeah, if we, I, Is that rude? No, I think that's better. Like he, he knows that we can't afford a lot. I mean, I, I imagine. Yeah, he I imagine we're making. I imagine one good gift would be better than two crappy ones he'll never use. So anyway, congratulations to him. I was just seeing if you got that invite too. You know, we're. Well, I don't want to talk about it. Maybe we should buy him a book of uh, McDonald's gift cards. Yeah. Did you ever get those for Christmas? No, I wish. Like they, they're like a book of five, and they're each worth a dollar. Why? Like why, can't, why can't they just give you a five dollar gift certificate instead of you have to rip out, you know, five of them to get a super value meal? So, um, I wanted to. I, there are a couple things that I wanted to talk about real quick. Because a couple, couple of people have been busted, and I love when people get busted. And I love when it's on this moral, like these moral high ground kind of people. And I love when it's people that we hate. So I had to get my boy Shafy on the phone. Shafy. What's up? What up, dog? Uh, not much. Oh, welcome back. Chilling. In, welcome back into the hideout. Shafee, of course, from... Uh, he's our buddy. Most people, they still ask, when are you moving out here? Who does? I got people IMing me all the time saying, when's Shafee going to make the move? When, he's, when is he joining the hideout? When are we going to uh, call it the skank shit? September, then it was definitely by the holidays, then it was January, then it's no later than February. Now it's just be patient again, right? On, on all ends, from everyone that we're talking to. By the way, uh, real quick on this indecency thing, I'm throwing a little Tedley there. On this indecency thing, are you, uh, are you guys feeling anything at the Riff in Detroit? Uh, I'm not. I'm going to continue to broadcast my weekly show on Sunday afternoons in the same boring fashion that I have been for a year and a half. Just like every other DJ, huh? Right. Well, you're you're in Michigan, and so I had to get you on the phone to see what the reaction is. I know both of us hate Ted Nugent. Just hate him with a passion. Did you hear what happened? No. All right, check this out. This is so awesome. Oh, is it about something to do? Oh, this is about him finding out that he had a kid and not paying child support or something. Am I right? Yep. Nugent has reportedly confessed to fathering a child out of wedlock with a Dover, New Hampshire woman who is suing the 70s rocker for child support and custody. 
According to the paper, the plaintiff, a 43-year-old woman, filed suit against the 55-year-old Nugent last August, claiming he provided little in the way of financial aid for their unidentified 8-year-old child despite making millions from album sales and touring and the revenue uh, streams that he Deadly had. Deadly Tedley? Deadly Tedley. The Nugent? Isn't that funny? Uncle Ted? Uh, Motor City still, Madman. He's still touring from time to time and stuff, and he's really never stopped touring, and he's never stopped doing music, yet he's still labeled as that 70s rocker, Ted Nugent. I, I love it when people like this just get brought down, because he's the first guy to rail away against drugs. I even... Hadn't he even talked about these real big, like, don't do drugs, uh, anti-infidelity, all that kind of stuff. And all these people who are on this high-ass moral ground, they all of them got something to hide. Every single one of them. I've got a funny story about Ted Nugent. Go ahead. Is, is this why you called me? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know about this story? I know about the story. We were, wa we were working in Lansing, Michigan, and I'm going to say this is... Uh, I was there for this one, too. Almost two and a half years ago. Were you, with, were you with Shafee? I was with Shafee when we went over... Go on with the story. Wow, I didn't know that. Ted Nugent, there's a nationally uh, syndicated uh, Monday night show, I believe it's... Rockline. Monday night's Rockline with Bob Coburn, where they get guests in and uh, just talk to them and play their music every Monday night on rock stations throughout the country. I don't know if they have it in D.C., but I would I don't think so. they probably do. Anyways, we're in Lansing, still working there, and you were, uh, you were, we were all still in Lansing, the glory days, remember? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, glory days. <laughs> It feels like Lansing now in D.C. Well, the, the Rockline show is, I believe, out of Los Angeles, so most often uh, the, the artist or artists go to Los Angeles and uh, do the interview there, but some of them do it from, like... A local uh, venue. Their local venue, right? So Ted Nugent uh, in Lansing uh, getting interviewed on Rockline live on a Monday night, and Justin and I went there and kind of listened in, and hey, it was somewhat entertaining. And just sitting in a little booth by himself, uh, being interviewed. Uh, Do you remember how how bad like our old PD and everything is just googling over the guy? Just you know, just oh yeah, they're laughing at everything he says. Every racist you know, remark, yeah. It's like Jesus had walked in, and everybody wants to get a chance to get a picture taken. Cause that's the way it is in Michigan. I mean, you think like. You know, Kid Rock or Eminem or all these guys are big stars. It almost seems like Ted Nugent is still the biggest star right, in Michigan. He, he's, he's, you know, he's like the the guy who, uh, the pioneer. You know, he, he's the he's a grandpa. You know, everybody right. everybody still loves him. The funny part about this is that I, I'm not even getting to the the point of the story yet, but this is something I just thought about. Justin and I, like, or J Dub. Like now we have no interest. Uh, J Dubs have no interest in meeting this guy. Yeah, we're yeah. still there. <laughs> well, it, we tracks you. you our, know, he's got an our shift ended, and then Rockline starts, and you know, two uh, two blocks down the road, Ted Nugent's over there doing Rockline. So we're like, wow, what the hell? Let's go out there. So what happened? Why are you Everybody cutting out from the radio station that was supposed to be there uh, listening to this crap? Is like. Yeah, you guys made it. Yeah, I guess. Come on in. You know, fine. You can sit down over there. Oh, yeah. We were totally unwelcome, but uh, our PD and his bitch wife were totally welcome right up there. Right, right, right. So I guess I guess the PD and the actual PD, because that, her, his wife ran that goddamn station. I, let's, let's air check this and send this over to Mr. Bob.
Oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez, man. Calm down a little bit. We're trying to burn a bridge here. <laughs> we may I'm need that bridge. bridge. I'm blackballed like Michael Jackson's blackballed from Chuck E. Cheese. A <laughs> <laughs> love for me. Anyways, back to this. After the interview at this uh, recording studio where it took place, which was about a mile from the radio station, Ted Nugent came back to the radio station, didn't he, J-Dub? Yeah. And we had a chance to, you know, he shook everybody's hands. He took some pictures. I, I don't know if I got my picture taken with him or not. I don't own the cop. No, we didn't. No. We, we protested that. Well, anyways, he's shaking everybody's hand. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And keep in mind, this is, uh, I would say, maybe a month or so after the uh, attacks on 9-11. Yeah, right. So it's uh, 2001. That was a year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm 50% Lebanese, and you guys know by looking at me that, you know, I'm proud of my background and my roots, but I'm not somebody that automatically you assume that I'm... A, you, you aren't traditional. Uh, you right, don't look uh, traditionally uh, Arabic. Well, you could guess me of anything, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, well, anyway... Because your pops is what, Lebanese, and your mom's is English? Yeah. Okay. So you don't autom you when I tell you I'm Lebanese, you say okay, I can see that, but it's not something that you automatically assume by looking at me. So I'm puzzled to this day by what was about to happen. He makes his way down the line shaking hands and he finally comes to me and he hadn't made a comment like this to anybody else and he shakes my hand and he looks me dead in the eye and he says, Anybody that wears a towel on their head deserves to be shot dead on the spot. God damn, man. And I'm thinking to myself, is he just is this how he greets somebody that he just, he's just automatically assuming that I'll be down with it, brother man? And I was I was standing right next to Shafee at the time, and I, my jaw just dropped. Or does he see that I've got some uh, Arabic features, and he's just trying to insult me straight to my face? Not that I wear a towel on my head in 2001. Now it's 2004, and I manage Sabu on big-time wrestling television, and I wear a turban every damn week. All right, what's damn the plug? A w Matt Nugent's watching it one night. What is it, awwl.net? Yeah, net. Go there, and you can see me with a headdress on. But anyways, <laughs> I just think it's... I'm just wondering where I can see with a dress on it. <laughs> that's skankshift.com. That's Nugent story. I, don't, I never had the opportunity to ask him uh, what he meant by that. And that is so, you know, you wonder, do you go around meeting people or just saying, hey, everybody with a towel on their head should, die, should be shot dead right on the spot? Or does he just say that to the people he wants to insult? Exactly, and that's what I don't know, and that's what I... Either would, way, you have to be an idiot to say him. that. Yeah, complete asswipe to say something like that. Now, okay. now, like every rock star I meet, I'm going to say, do you father illegitimate children and not pay any child support over eight years? You know, at the Riff, you should get a hold of Ted. Ask him what's going on. Just get fired from the Riff, bro. That way you have to come out here. Well, the problem is, the same as uh, in uh, Lansing, as you had a problem with doing something with Nugent in the past... Ted Nugent, uh, this is this makes our home state look terrible, Justin. But Ted Nugent is God in the state of Michigan, and uh, it's okay to be uh, a, a racist. It's okay to uh, be a womanizer. It's okay to do whatever you want, but as long as you're a Ted Nugent fan. Is that the same thing in society overall? I mean, because you see that a lot of people just get away with that if you are famous. You don't. You don't have to really. You're not. You're not held up to any sort of a standard. And when I really think about it, I don't think anybody should be held up to the standard. So he ended up fathering 
a kid outside of wedlock. But don't put your foot in your mouth saying how bad it is before, you know, you get busted. Hey, and what's the other story with him? And Shafee, I don't know if this is true or not, so this is a legend, but I've heard something with the fact where his current wife, or the the chick that he's with now, or that, you know, obviously he cheated on to have this other kid, wasn't it the story where he went to their her parents, and she was like 16 or 17? No, that's not the one now. Okay, that was the one before. Yeah, he married like a teenager and had, like pretty much just adopted her and then banged her. Oh my god! He became her legal. He's a redneck Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah. and why? But why is he? Why does he get reality shows? Why doesn't anybody bring it up? Really, you know? Nobody cares if you're. Nobody cares. I, you know, nobody cares that uh, Kid Rock, who is from Romeo, which is north of Detroit, Detroit is down south to Kid Rock. Yet he tours the country with a Confederate flag hanging in the back of his uh, background of his stage setup. I don't understand it. I hate Michigan. I just so wish. Do I let's at just, times. It's like the, let's just give it back to Canada. In the wrong spot in the country. Let's just give it to Canada. All right, man. Well, I just wanted you to tell your Ted Nugent story. I, I just wanted us to bask in the glory of the fact that this hypocrite has been busted yet again. First, he adopts his first wife. <laughs> Yeah, he adopted. What about your Ted Nugent story? Because I know you got busted at JXQ in Lansing about something with Ted Nugent. Well, I did. We uh, were totally in the right, and they made you apologize. Yeah, the program director, or maybe as even his wife, made you apologize. Yeah, just telling the story real quick. When I first got there, you know, and Ted Nugent said something about, you know, in Texas of all places, we need to round up all the monkeys who speak Spanish or don't speak English and send them back where they come from. And so I went on the air saying, hey, you're, you know, you're a clown. Shut your pie, pie hole. I got something to stuff in there if you, you know, if you, uh, if you can't shut it on your own. And so then apparently he was a client, and like you said, is yeah, Mr. He, they, Cadley. They sell jerky on that station. And so now, and so, <laughs> exactly. And so I got in trouble and almost got fired, so they made me apologize. So I ended up apologizing in that, Spanish. That's how redneck our station was. They would sell jerky on commercials. <laughs> Hey, I'd be killing for a jerky fun. advertiser in this show now, just something, so we don't have to talk for 57 minutes. Uh, every Sunday afternoon from 3 to 7, when I can be heard on the riff in Detroit, not one week goes by where I don't hear a request for Fred Bear. <laughs> it's ridiculous. God bless him. And that's the other thing about Nugent. He doesn't even sing. It's not even him singing on the majority of the songs. He just plays the guitar. God, man, why won't we're uh, they're just great? Is that all these right wing wackos got to respect? You got to respect a guy who's kind of pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. Uh, him, GW. Well, this is what I wanted to do, and I told I shared this with you too. Weren't we going to come up with our own re- reality TV show? I remember. remember? We talked about Maybe this. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about this because D.C. is in the, you know, you're in the ballpark over there. There's people with power that will pick up this conversation, and then we'll hear this on another show somewhere down the road and once again get no credit for our genius. It's copywritten. What were we going to do? We were, what were we going to go around? We were actually going to, we proposed the first Ted Nugent reality series. Exactly. This is two years before VH1 gave him an, a, re, a reality series. We're soothsayers. We are so ahead of our time, yet we can't get jobs. I know, exactly. What were we going to do? We were going to watch him follow. We were going to follow him around as he asks 
parents to adopt their children. Hunter, right? He hunts. He's a big man. He shoots animals. That's cool. Whatever. I'm not one of these activists that's going to get on my soapbox and tell you not to go hunting. But I think it's kind of lame when you fence in your own property and stock it with animals to go shoot. So, nah. And so, what were we doing? We were going to. We were going to, like, create, like, a... We were, we're going to fence, fence in young girls that he could go out and hunt. <laughs> That's right. If he, if he catches your daughter, he'll adopt her. <laughs> he'll ask you to sign over guardianship so he can eventually marry her. Right. That was genius. Surviving the nuge. Exactly. Surviving the nuge. <laughs> That's what it was. And that, that, you're right. That was ahead of our time. Man, it's... The now, I, I right say here. you put... You know what? JFK, I've been patient, but you know what? Anybody out there listening. And then he gets cut <laughs> off. He gets you cut off. Show. We're tired of the crap, mediocre radio out there all over the country. <laughs> I thought you were going to get by your soapbox. We suck, fire us after three months, and we'll never be on again, I well, promise you. Things are, wor- things are in the works in multiple markets, so we'll just leave it at that. All right, brother. Well, I just wanted to share Ted Nugent stories and have us bask in the glory of what happened. Now, another interesting way to go with the uh, with the whole Nugent thing. All right, you throw ten girls in there. He goes out there with a paintball gun. If the the one girl who can get away from him, the one girl who survives the Nuge, ends up marrying him. And gets the money. And well, no, nobody's going to want to run. Everybody's going to stand there and want to get shot. No, the one girl who does not get shot. So everybody's gonna be trying to run and not get shot. He's gonna hunt, you know, and you know, nine of them go down. One of them stands tall. Is uh, the the new nude wife? Hey, hey, guys, I'll leave you with this. All right, you ready? Yeah. If some of our teenage thrill seekers really wanna get that high, let them go up into the Pacific Northwest and tangle with the grizzly bear. <laughs> get that. One of those teenage thrill seekers. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Fred Bear. Bye, guys. Later. That's so funny. And this is just something, just like overall. I mean, I, I wonder if Ted Nugent is such a big deal in other places. Other, I know mean, he's a rock star. You know, he's an, I, guess I, don't think, he's, I don't think anybody listens to him, really, other than Michiganders. Michiganians. I hate you. I really never want to go back to Michigan. Even if we end up getting that job offer, I never want to go back. I don't want to live there. Just not interested. I like D.C., but I don't want to live in D.C. now. The FCC in the backyard. God, i got to get to Dallas. Would you move to Dallas with me? Yeah, maybe. You'd like Dallas. I think you'd like it a lot. Come on, let's just send right now. You want to call KLLI now and see what they're doing? Into it at all? Yeah, let's do it. Now, uh, speaking of Texas. Vegas. We got, if we do uh, Dallas, we got to do Vegas, too. Speaking of Texas, though, well... I didn't want to actually bring this up. Okay, let's do mandatory Manson, and then let's take a break and come back. All right, we're talking about being busted, all right? Yeah. I'm not going to mention where it is, but did you hear there are, like, some major, because I was talking about these right-wing people, like, that have been busted. Well, apparently there was this governor, a Republican governor, a right-wing governor. I'm not going to give a name. I'm not going to say a state. Because it's all completely rumor right now, and it's all completely alleged. And let's just say people are looking into the following story. I don't know if it's true or not, but this is what I'm hearing. All right. So not too long ago, this governor passed the Defense of Marriage Act, which like defines you know what marriage is supposed to be, basically mm-hmm. between one man and one woman. And by the way, usually that's one gay man and a woman, because 
gay men will still marry and they'll still have gay sex. They'll just do it when they have a wife and a couple of kids to, to, to beard the whole thing. You're not going to stop it. It's like prohibition. But, you know, regardless. So the guy signs the Defense of Marriage Act, all right? It's a few weeks back. So then, according to the rumors, and completely alleged, in the mansion of this state, this dude's wife walks in on him receiving favors of the oral nature. Wow. That's from... Wait a second. Okay. Now, that's... Wow. Holy cow. I mean, that's, you know, first of all, busted for infidelity as it is, okay? Then, on top of that, turns out it was the Secretary of State. Oh, jeez. Both of them happen to be men. Wow. Well, we know who got, how he got his job, <laughs> if this is true. Right. Now, again, it's completely alleged, but my whole thing is the fact that this is a Republican governor, a right-wing kind of guy, um, who ends up, and again, alleged, alleged, alleged. I, I got it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> But, oh, we don't know about that, Steve. <laughs> let me let me start this over then. So ends up getting busted for infidelity in the mansion by his wife with a member of his cabinet who happens to be male. And here you have Drudge reporting everybody blowing these things out of proportion about Carrie and his alleged sexual romp, but you see nothing anywhere about this. And I think it's because of the fact that most radio and most of these news outlets are dominated by the right. And so they're not letting this stuff leak out. But if it's anything about Carrie or anybody else, you're going to hear it's it. It's on Drudge Report 10 seconds later. And so I just find it really, and I think you're going to hear, because this just happened. And so I think you're going to hear a How lot. How long ago? Like a week. Ooh. Like a week or two ago. And, and they're, they're looking into it right now. And this person then used, allegedly used some funds to escape off to the Bahamas to try to get away from it all. And the wife is apparently not going to be the good political wife. Oh, she's going out with she, it. She's going, she's oh. getting a divorce. So the whole thing is just going to apparently blow up, and you're going to hear more about it later. But very I, nice. But I, think, I can't wait to hear details. But I think it's just very funny that you're not hearing this from anywhere in the mainstream media yet. Now, Nobody is caught on, but this we, thing with Carrie just blows up. Can we say alleged who? It is? No. If, I don't even want to do that. Okay. I don't even, that's why I dumped a second ago when I accidentally said something. Yeah, when you said the state. Yeah. The dump. I didn't mean to. Do, but I just wanted to say that, again, a governor caught in the mansion by his wife getting favors of the oral nature from a member of his cabinet, and um, they're both men. And again, th to me, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I could care less. I really don't care. The funny thing about it is that, you know, weeks earlier, he's, he's, he's signing the Defense of Marriage Act. To me, that's what the funniest part. And this actually brings up something else, too. <laughs> no, no, you right. can't. That's funny. It's really funny, but not yet. Trust me, we'll be able to get those jokes in later. As Dub sends me something on the IM from across the hall, <laughs> across the board. Um, let's take this real quick, and then I have another question on that. Uh, Jason, DeadMoneyPokerClub.com. What's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? How, How you doing, doing, bro? Good. Yeah, hey, um, I'm giving uh, three to two underdog to uh, Spoon on the Spoon Bateman fight. 
Now, this is if we can get it together with Ron and Fez and to see if they're even interested in this at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys could do it as a brawl out back of the, the uh, radio station if you want to. You're giving odds to Spoon? I'll take action on it. You're giving odds to Spoon? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm giving odds to Spoon to, as the underdog. As the underdog. I think Bateman's got a slight advantage over him. I don't even understand how all those odds and stuff work. Yeah. It's probability. Spoon's a little older, and uh, he drinks and smokes a lot. I think... Uh, you know, Bateman's kind of scrappy. I think he could take him. Okay, because apparently Bateman earlier in the hour, or last hour, was talking trash about Spoon, and we're going to see if we can set this up. Now, what, what odds are you giving on the Mikey D. Wonderboy fight? Uh, Mikey D. Wonderboy fight, see, the thing is, I don't know enough about Mikey D. Uh, Wonderboy, you know, it's kind of a pansy. I'd give underdog to to uh, Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I've never really seen Mikey D. Uh, I'd go seven to one. Mikey D really? is going to destroy him. That's steep. Yeah, I, I see. I can't stand him on the air, but uh, that doesn't have anything to do with you know how he acts in the ring. Who, Mikey D or uh, Wonder Boy? Uh, Mikey D. Oh, see, I, I think Mikey D's classic on the air. <laughs> He's epic. I'm very cool. Give him a tone. Hey. Deadmoneypokerclub.com? Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, uh, I got to tell you, man, uh, I don't even know if I could say this on the air right now, but uh, a little disappointed in the uh, the portable pleasure device I won, man. Oh, the, um, I don't even know what we can say, the porta so-and-so. Yeah, the porta pleasure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, porta pleasure, we'll yeah, say that. Yeah, I brought it home and uh, me and my wife busted out to look at it, man. I'm telling you, dude. It looks like it's a can. It's not even funny, dude. I don't I don't know anyone on the planet who could use that thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right, bro. A little short. All right, guys, take it easy, man. Dude. I would have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have no problem with size, so... So getting back to the uh, the governor thing, being busted. Have you ever been busted uh, while making love to a man? No. <laughs> Just period. Have you ever had anybody walk in on you? Um, no. But I have you ha ever walked in? Only on my mom. You walked in on your mom. I we, uh, oh, you did tell me this story. The, Can you tell it one more time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when she was dating Mullet Joe, uh, <laughs> I walked in. And um, <clears throat> when I walked in, I, I saw, I, I'm not going to say positions or anything, but I saw my mom and Mullet Joe together. And, uh, <laughs> Can you imagine just that? No wonder you were so scarred. His mullet waving in the wind, of course. <laughs> and then I see... In the background, yeah, you and your mom and Mullet Joe, they're they're watching Rawhide. Uh, and then I keep watching. You kept watching. I watched for six minutes, probably maybe seven. They didn't oog you out. That you didn't make you want to throw up immediately. I was so young at the time that I was just kind of interested in what's going on. Oh, no. With the mullet or what? Or you're interested in more than that? Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, I is this really happening? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> is this really happening? So was this during the week? Because they don't have jobs. No, my mom's always had a job. She's been a great provider. That's one thing I'm not going to bust her on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> it was three o'clock in the afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and um, I was wondering, you know, my mom and Mullet Joe go in the bedroom. I haven't heard from them in about 15, 20 minutes. I peek in there. He's rocking the mullet. You know? <laughs> rocking the mullet. That's the new term. Rocking the mullet. In the FCC, in the FCC world, that's the new term. <laughs> um, and then 
later on, I was, you know, doing my thing, and it popped into my head. Oh, uh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, and then I, I, but I, I couldn't finish. You know, I couldn't finish <laughs> up my what I was doing. Oh my God! I remember that now. That story was so much better when you told it the first time, as I, opposed to what. But yeah, I'm trying. I it, see when I when I think of a story. It's either really good when I tell or really bad because all these thoughts are just flooding in my head at well, one no, time. Well, no, it's because of the rules. You yeah. can't really explain. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should call it now, the lap mullet. <laughs> like you're look, you looking to, to, to cut the lap mullet. That's, that'll be the new term. <clears throat> looking to uh, <laughs> did I get a sniff? <laughs> I don't know. We'll just, we'll just say no. <laughs> Jim, welcome into the hideout. Hey. What up? I was just going to say that my, uh, my mom walked in on me at one time. How? Uh, about three o'clock in the morning, we were in the spare bedroom, the visitor's bedroom, uh, on the whole other side of the house. Didn't even hear her coming to coming around the corner, and uh, opened up the door and uh, saw me and uh, her girl went diving under the bed. But what, uh, what was the reaction? What was your mom's reaction? Uh, my mom's reaction was high five. Get that whore out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so what? And I'm sure the girl's in tears. Underneath the covers. No, no, like I said, she dug out of the bed underneath the bed. Oh, wow. I'm now, get this, like, like I joined eHarmony, right? And uh <laughs> been on that thing for about four months, which is like it's a great service. It's great. But anyway. Oh, wait, supporting the clients. Nice. eHarmony.com. Okay, but now. Everybody's uh, finding happiness. eHarmony e just fixed me up with this, this girl. She just came through the wire on it. But and I had no idea it was her until you get, you get to a certain point. All of a sudden, I finally get to the point where I could see her picture, and I knew by the name and everything that she was saying. Boy, this sounds like, you know, I don't want to say her name, but it no, don't. Being, it ended up being her. I immediately dropped the the conversation. It ended up being your ex. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a girl from like 15 years ago. Wow. But that's kind of cool. That kind of means you guys were almost meant to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, maybe. All right, bro. Thanks, Jim. Uh, one last thing. One time I walked, my, my mom used to say, uh, when you come in at night, I want you to come in and pinch my toe to let me know that you're in because I'd be coming in at all hours of the night. Kinky. And, well, <laughs> Was that I code for something? <laughs> I'd come in. Like lap mullet? <laughs> Well, I came in to pinch your toe and let her know that I was uh, in, you know, and uh, the guy she was with said, ow. Oh, shut up. You're lying. I God. I swear to God. That is funny, but thank you. All right, bro. All right. <laughs> it turns out not being the guy's toe. That's funny. I was, uh, I was busted. Or, mm. Yeah. I was busted <laughs> one, too. Yeah? By this, uh, by this chick's dad. <sighs> This guy was an opposing figure as it was, and it was just like, you know, he fucks in. We were stupid enough to be on the couch, you know, in the living room. It's like the middle. And I had to dump that. Why? Because you can't say that. Yes, you can. Can you really? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I dumped <laughs> okay. it anyway. All right. Um, well, the moment's passed. I can't recreate the joke. <laughs> no, don't. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I love how that buzzer's going on in the back. Bateman's probably going crazy. <laughs> Um, he's thinking it's the the, the 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 stuff in his head. Wow, jeez. Hello? Jesus Christ, what the hell are you doing to me back here? I'm sorry about that buzzer. Hey, jumping out of my seat is a stupid I, buzzer back here. I wish we could hear it on the air, but if we, if we hit the button so we can hear it, it'll get dumped. Yeah, I guess there's no way to do that, huh? God damn. Hey, let's try it. All right. Go ahead. Now, if we dump twice, 
There's no way. There's no possible way. Well, you can try. He's got a. Don't you have a cell phone back there, baby? Uh, do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go on post delay. Huh? I'm gonna go on post delay. Take a No, I couldn't hear anything. Did it dump? Are you listening to it in there, Dubs? What happened? I'm still catching up. <laughs> We're like children. Did you hear it? Nope, it didn't make it over. God damn. That delay is long. Yeah, 16. And they're thinking about going to a full minute. Yeah. They're thinking about going to three 20-second delays. Damien, you got a cell phone back there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. I got to do your job for you. Well, no, it's still going to be the same thing. You're going to hear the buzzer back there. No, but if we dump it, that's the only way we can hear the buzzer. We want the listeners to hear the buzzer. Well, no, that's not going to happen. But at, least we, at least we have the joy of hearing what the hell we're doing. No, I already, know what, it sounds, I already know what it sounds like. Me too, as hell. But anyway, so yeah, uh, Chick's dad walks in, you know, and we're like mid, and so, you know, you're separating from each other and sitting there and just like, oh, just like so, like, embarrassed and... Like you couldn't, you couldn't really tell what was going on, so you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's like you're all flushed. Did you say you're trying to keep her warm? <laughs> no, because it was, it was summertime. <laughs> trying to keep her warm. <laughs> you don't want her to freeze, do you? But that was so, so really, really embarrassing. And I mean, it's like, how do you even look them in the face afterward? And we broke up shortly after that. <laughs> Did he give you a high five? No. He just kind of. Did he say me next? <laughs> he like walked. He, he looks at us, and we're both just sitting there like, yeah, look at this. It's Ricky Lake. You know, we're watching Ricky Lake. Was Ricky Lake really on the TV? Yeah. How could you do that? Well, I mean, he wasn't imagining I was with Ricky Lake. Well, I, I think that popped in my head no matter what. And then he walks back to, you know, the bedroom, and I'm like, jeez, I got to get out of here. <laughs> you know, I'll call you later. So what, you didn't have any clothes on, or what? I, no, I mean, we, oh, you just finished, and you got in clothes, and, but it was obvious. Clothes, clothes were kept on and out. We weren't even completely into that. Like, stuff was going on. Uh, I can't even get how graphic, but stuff was going on, but clothes were still on just in case people came home. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. You know? And I, and I could never show my face there again. You know? And she's like, why'd you break up with me? I'm like, your dad knows you're a whore. <laughs> I don't want to, you know? What I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to think I'm, I'm dating trash. I'm not into dating trash. Come on, you know this. I have a reputation here. A couple of years ago, I busted my dad copping a feel on my mom. And that was, I mean, the thing is, is yeah, I know, that's the thing. Is, I, you assume that, a, you know, as a kid, he would have pulled you aside and all this. He pulls me into the, you know, we kind of run into each other in the kitchen, and he just kind of goes, yeah, I still got it, don't I? Oh. <laughs> I go, God damn. All right. Here's a, I have a couple stories here. I'm not going to get into the one about my dad, because I, that, that's kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. But. My mom walked in on my grandparents probably about three or four months back. How old are your grandparents? Uh, 80, one of them, uh, my grandma's in her 80s, my grandpa's in his 90s. And they're still having sex. Yeah, they're still rocking it. I wonder how that even works. Like, what even happened? How, how it's even possible if you're that old? Yeah, I don't know. Because you're so fragile. I mean, usually at that age you can't even drive. Yeah, I mean, you'd bust a hip, you'd think. You know, just <laughs> maybe that makes it better. Um, could be. Old people sex, man. That's just something I can't even imagine. No. Do you think there's going to be a certain point at which you just stop? You just stop having sex? Yeah, two months ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> you haven't been... Uh, no, no. It's it's not that bad, but you know. Yeah. 
You're getting, yeah. you're getting to that point in the relationship where you start taking each other for granted. Well, not taking each other for granted. But, I've been there. But not finding the time, you know? Whatever. There's always time. No, there's always time, but you always just think that, all right, we can do it now. We can do it We can do it now, or we, we can hold off for later. Yeah. And later just becomes more later and later. It's like later. chores. It's like, do yeah. we want to go to Walmart now, or do we want to wait till tomorrow? I got all day off tomorrow. And then it's one of those situations where you're actually to that day, and you're like... It's my day off. We yeah. really have to. I don't want to get in the shower. I and what is that? You always get a shower and brush your teeth and. I'm talking about afterwards. You know, you you just want to. You know, do you uh you uh, have it while you're dirty? Like I like to. I do too, and I don't understand why chicks aren't into that. Yeah, me neither. I think maybe they're a little self-conscious. I, I like that while I'm dirty, just so I can you know just be totally clean afterwards. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, that's the other thing. You don't want to go shower. And then end up getting dirty, you know, while you're a uh, relationship. Exactly, and you know, you you, you can't justify san- uh, sandwiching, uh, you know, your your activities in between two showers. Yeah, and who? Yeah, nobody's gonna shower twice in a day. I'm not into that. Let alone twice in five minutes. <laughs> I know it's that show. I couldn't even imagine. So I've been doing it wrong all this time. Yes, I, I'm a double shower guy. Are you really? Absolutely. I mean, first of all, the first shower is for the You're chick. fat and hairy and sweaty, though. I could see that. Yeah, well, exactly. That is true. Especially in the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a necessity now because my butt, you know, <laughs> up to at least six months ago, after sex for me, I stunk. I mean, I just smelled. So I knew I had to roll out of wherever it was, floor or off the bed or wherever it was, and I had to get the shower. No, I got you. I don't know. I just don't understand it. Are you want to do mandatory Manson? Yeah, let's do mandatory Manson. By the police state mentality. Right. 106.7. Come on. Stop it with the oppression, the police state mentality, the current regime. Vote. 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 Or if you're Marilyn Manson, fight. It's the fight song, the Slipknot remix. It's the hideout. 106.7. WJFK.
to jail just for all the things that you've helped make worse in this country, and I don't think you should be so proud of yourself. You should be hanging, you scum! What you do is sick and depraved, you should be shot! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? LFA's Hideouts on 106.7 WJFK. Welcome back into the hideouts. I am El Hefe. That is J-Dubs. Coming down the home stretch, Stacy Show coming up next. Uh, 11 o'clock, um, 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. I want to say thanks to all my baseball buddies who I got to hang out at Tequila Beach the other night. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Baseball season coming up. Getting into that mode. Getting excited. Even the Orioles looking good. They got Tejada. They got Palmero. They got Javi Lopez. Sidney Ponson. We're getting down to the wire here. I uh, don't you think we should do the uh, whole name thing? We've been selling it. What do you mean? We've been uh, selling that we changing the name. I thought we decided we were just going to go ahead and keep it the hideout. When did we do that? I thought when we talked it out the whole first break. We, we, talked- we, we got so off subject then there was no way we talked about then <laughs> we talked about for an hour what's going on with the fcc yeah but now what's going, on, what's going the... on with the name of the show well i think we pretty much hashed it out that you know the hideout's a good name i think we i mean sure there is no hideout anymore but if you listen to the show that we've done tonight i think we for the most part have stayed true of what we can and can't do and i, I this is this is the third time this has happened where i i don't think you are teasing the audience anymore i think you're just teasing me I don't understand what you're saying. I've been asking for equal billing and everything. And actually, I accepted. Oh, okay. I, I accepted the hideout. Okay. For, I see what you're doing. And then, and then you just uh, you, you, you throw it out there and get me excited saying, all right, this could be fun. We could, we could uh, change the name. Maybe have some fun with it. I seriously wanted to change the name of the hideout because of the climate that we were in and because of the fact that there was no longer a quote-unquote radio hideout to go to where you have freedom of speech and where you can say what you want to say and do what you want to do. This isn't about you or teasing you or equal billing for you. This is about the show. It was at first El Jefe's hideout. Yes. Did I not change the name from El Jefe's hideout to the hideout because you felt like you needed equal billing? Because, and so I said, you okay, know what? Yeah, you, you did do that. And instead but, of but, having anybody, because when people think of the show, they don't just think of me. They think of you. They think of Bateman. No, no, this, no, they don't. This was at the point where Shafee was still going to come out. Hold on. Hold on one second. You changed the name of the hideout. I, I think you did that in, uh, in the right mindset. But w- you kept it El Jefe's hideout for so long that it will never, ever be anything but El Jefe's hideout. Even if you just cut off the El Jefe and call it the hideout, my name is still nowhere near it. No one knows I'm on the show. Everybody knows when you're on the show. Everybody in this room does. People know that J-Dubs is on the hideout. We're like a package deal. Ron and Fizz talk about it all the time. Um, actually, not everyone knows Dubs is on the show. You- you know, a uh, certain salesperson named, you know, Shondell, mm-hmm. when I was doing my appearance at ESPN Zone. Okay, with... when Rob Spiewak was there for the Super Bowl and you were his promotions, bitch. Yes, continue. Semantics, if you get down to it. But um, I said, hey, yeah, you really hurt Dove's feelings that time when you said, uh, hey, Hefe, nice show, and, and Dove's was standing right there. She goes, is he still complaining about that? I mean, I didn't even know he was on that show. I thought he was just a guest. Exactly. And you, 
people don't understand that I, I moved out here just for this show. Okay. All right. All right. Now you won't get that business? You want to talk about moving out here? Yeah. You would still be working at Big Cheese and Jobless if it wasn't for me saying, hey, come on out. What if I don't? You would be doing the show with Spoon right now if it wasn't for me. But you know what? I'd still be doing the show. The show would still be going think, on. I don't think so if it was just you, you Spoon. I would. Who who brought you out here? Said I want you to be a part of my show. I want you to live on my couch. I want to get you set up in D.C. Who else was like, hey, uh, there's a full time opening. Why don't like this this uh, jobs would be perfect for Ron and Fez. He's great. I've done nothing but help you in Washington D.C. Nothing but help you, and I've never seen such a goddamn ingrate as ingrate. you. Ingrate. I I brought you here. And I helped you get to where you oh, are now. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Thank you You're for helping welcome. me out. That's all you had to say. And I've even changed the name of the show from El Jefe's Hideout to The Hideout. Be well, after How the, come when you ask me to email guests, you, you say, make sure you says El Jefe's Hideout? No, now you're lying. That, I, 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 I believe the that. Listen, we've got even liners now that say the hideout featuring El Jefe and J-Dubs. And they're, but they're, uh, they're three to one. El Jefe's hideout to the hideout promo. What do you want to change the name to then? If the, if the name's such a big deal to you, I I want the to show go, is already known. I wanted to go through it, you know, and uh, maybe brainstorm. And you know what? If it did, if it came up that we couldn't figure out anything else, I would live with it. But you are just, you are just unwilling to even try to think of stuff. You tease me with it. Here, maybe Johnny can solve this. Johnny, welcome into the Nameless Show. Yeah, well, you always do say this is El Jefe on the hideout. You never say El Jefe and J-Dubs. But it is better off that J-Dubs doesn't hang his hat on this show because it'll take him down. The show's horrible. And you know nothing about politics. How would you say I know nothing about politics? Did he hang up? Yep. What a Nice drive-by. Thank you. <laughs> what a put. How do I know nothing about politics? Why don't you call back and tell me what I don't know about politics? I'm giving my observation. I'm sorry, are you in the political realm? And if you are, you know what? You suck. Because right now, everything is wrong with politics. And so if you're even in the political system, that has something to say. And the guy brings up a good point. Why would you want your name on this show? Because we came out here, you said everybody's going to be equal on the show. We're going we're gonna to each be co-hosts, but my name's going to be on it. It's going to be my name. It's going to be me. And you are self-centered. You know that. Give me a proposition, then. What do you want to call the show? I wanted to brainstorm with you. 40s and chicken wings. Why not that? Now, see, this is the thing that Dubs wants. When we're talking about trying to come up with the name of a show, Dubs is like, hey, let's call it 40s and chicken wings. I'm like, who would... Why would you want to call it 40s and chicken wings? What does that even mean? Both are good. <laughs> Are you disagreeing? Are you 40s or am I chicken wings? Or what is that? How does that end up working I, out? I don't think either of us are 40s and chicken wings. What was the other thing you wanted to call it? The mangina monologues or dialogues. Dialogues, yes. I wanted that one, but it got shot down originally. <laughs> I was like, this could be a good name for the show. Or Bitch Smack. Yeah, we were going to call it Bitch Smack. And that one got shot down, too. Yeah. I don't even know how Hideout came up. I don't even remember. And that's what it is now. It's the Hideout. Or hideaway, as most of the salespeople do. Exactly. Think. Why don't we come up with a more profound name so maybe maybe we can get off this Saturday night shift? <laughs> That'll never happen. 
You just heard from the dude. Show sucks. Uh, John, welcome to the hideout. Hey, you scallywags. <laughs> Is that what we're... We're the, scally, the Saturday night scallywags. <laughs> I like that. I have a suggestion, though. A couple, actually. Mm -hmm. How about Jay Flub's outhouse? Jay Flub's outhouse. I kind of like that because of the large tongue and the uh, saliva glands, the overactive oh, saliva. He's a mouth breather. <laughs> yeah, you have a nose. Use it every once in a while. Oh, he's got his finger jammed up. You know, why don't you stick some Kleenex or something in your mouth and you can, as you should do, between every commercial break, you just should sit there with a Kleenex and stick your tongue out and dab your tongue. You get all that extra saliva let's, off. Let's think of something right here. You run a dump button during the week. And you have a Saturday night show. Why is your head so big right now? I don't get it. I don't know if it's big. I'm sitting here trying to tell you what's going on and what I want to do with the show and how much I've already given to the show. And by the way, I could have had plenty of other jobs around the station, but I turned but it down. But your big head gets in the way of them. John, you have any... dubs Yeah. How about the Justin Timberlake house? Does that work for you? Where all the Bowley boys go. That's what I like. <laughs> if Bowley, I'll, I'll, call, I'll let you call up the hideout if you can get me 10 minutes alone with Bowley. <laughs> all right, I'll and a set of stairs and knock him down or her down. Uh, I'll she's do... too beautiful. Uh, I'll... I'm not going to kill what's beautiful. <laughs> you got any more, John? Uh, I think we did. Yeah, he, uh, he dropped off. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. See, people are telling me now, Jay who... Tell Dubs to stop bitching. Tell Dubs that his dumbass name doesn't even fit into the title at all. Exactly. I agree you, with all of these. Because you set it up like this. I, you knew what was going to happen. I set it up as El Jefe's hideout. Exactly. As a, as a courtesy to you, I decided it will no longer be El Jefe's hideout. It will be the hideout featuring El Jefe. After the damage has been done. Let me ask you this. You honestly think you bring equal billing to the table? I think I do. What do you think, Bateman? I don't know why Hefe has to look for another job. He already has his own show. That is true. You do. What do you think, Punani? Do you want your name on the show now, too? Mr. Oh, hell no. I know I'm useless. Mr. Noonan. I'm the most useless guy in here. I'm just in here as backup in case Bateman, uh, you know, decides to go gay and jump in, you know, I don't know. What do you think about Dubs? execution. I love how he gets Bateman, the, the gay Bateman quip in real quick. Well, I have to. I mean, that's, I'm just, I know my role. I'm here to, you know, do that, whatever needs to be done. And I think that was the issue that we had even with Spoon in the beginning. Know your role. Know your role. Okay, fine. But don't bitch when I find a different role. So what are you upset about then? You threatening to leave? I've been threatening for the last four weeks. You know that. You seriously would break up the team. <laughs> what team? You are the team. There is a team here. It's the hideout featuring El Jefe and J-Dubs. Why don't you guys do like a... You, since you can beat him in push-ups, or you say you can, what can you beat him in that, and then you guys can settle it that way? Are you, is this something that you're constantly going to be bringing up over and over and over again? Most likely, yeah. Well, how do we solve this then? I thought we were going to solve it tonight on the air. Well, you have. I no, thought you. I thought you solved it before. You have no suggestions. You've brought forties and chicken wings to the table, and you you, you wanted. To eat. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You, you wanted. You wanted to change it tonight. What did you bring to the table to change it to? I figure we just call it all half and J Dubs. That's fine. But I like the hideout. I like the hideout. The hideout works for me. The only thing is I don't feel like making new imagers. And that's the other thing. we got to call Rogo and tell him to recut all of these new liners. Ooh, for us. I'll do all of it. No, you won't. You don't even do any of it now. Equal billing. <laughs> Equal billing my ass. Well, a little. 
Jesus Just Christ, how, a little bit. how many ideas do I give you throughout the week? That's the stuff that Ron and Fez doesn't even use. We're supposed to use it on this show? A lot of this great stuff, it just doesn't fit into their show. Well, I'm supposed to try to make something out of that. How about we have like I a... make everything out of it. I Everything I do is a full page Has of... too much saliva? Oh. Why don't we have like a, a cat care contest and a push-up contest, and then we'll like have a third... Yeah, why don't you get off of that cat? Why don't you prep a little more? Do a little more imaging than playing with that queer-ass cat of yours. Oh, I'm loose. sorry that I'm up here for 13 hours a day, and I like to spend some time with my cat. All right, you're up here 13 hours a day. Why don't you spend maybe 30 minutes of that on the hideout? <laughs> and people wouldn't be calling up saying, hey, this show sucks. J-Dubs, you don't want to put your name on it. Kumbaya. What are you going to do? Are you going to do nothing? What are you going to do, quit? You're not going to quit. Where are you going to go? What, where do I have to move to next and then bring you out? <laughs> what are you going to do? I cannot believe that you're faulting me for, for you asking me to do something for you and me. And now you're, now you're using it against me. With Punani. It could be me and Punani only. We'd have a great show. All right. <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a discussion. I thought you no, you, you're proving a point right now. What do you want to Prove do? Prove a point. Are, what do you, you want to do? Hey, I don't really feel like pulling dubs off of you tonight, so maybe you guys should settle this more civilized. Kumbaya, my He's right, I would beat your ass. You wouldn't, whatever. <laughs> retard strength. <laughs> retard strength or not retard strength, I'd still be whooping your ass. You wouldn't... Are you, here's the thing, you don't even want to go there. Okay. You don't want to go there because I would, I, would, I would demolish you. How? You've never taken a punch in your life. How do you know that you demolish me? I'm Mexican. Call me Oscar de la Jefe. It's when, when, was, when was the last time you guys won a war? Thank you. <laughs> Warrior's my ass. You don't, <laughs> you don't want a piece of me. You don't want a piece of me. Bring it on. Time. So wait a second. You're not to the point where you're willing to fight for the show. Yes. You're going to fight uh, for the show. Someone has to. You want to fight over the show name? Someone asks you instead of rolling every time someone asks us to do a crappy remote. <laughs> Marsh and teeth. Where were you? I was working. I was doing more than pressing a button all day. Oh. I was using my mind. Yeah, and then it got none of it got used on the air. Then you try to pass it off to me and say, hey, let's use this. Ron and Fez just looked at it and laughed, saying, ha, how dare you? Because it was turned in in crayon, and there was drool all over it. All right, now you're just getting mean and saying stuff is totally untrue. I've been trying to bring up facts, and you're just throwing this retard card around. You want to set this once and for all? Yeah. I'll whoop your ass St. Paddy's Day before Mikey D and Wonder Boy, and here's the thing. Here's what we'll do. If we can talk to Ron and Fez, I have no problem fighting you. Look, friends fight all the time. I will get in the ring, and I will bust your ass, and you will drop it once and for all. It's on. And we'll do this. So much so... If I win, not only does it remain the hideout, I want you to get a tattoo that says the hideout. How about this? I'll do you one better. If you win, it's the hideout, and even you'll never hear me bitching about it again because I won't be on the show. Oh. You'll, you'll be... You'll quit? You'll rid the cancer, as you've called it before. I don't know. Yeah. You really willing to quit the show? If, if, you I, be, if, if I beat your ass, you should have to stay around. Because of course it'll be the hideout. That's true. You should have to stay around and like. You should have to stay around and okay, wait, revel okay. in it. Fine. Get How about I will. I will switch roles with Tommy. 
Wait, wait, why am I getting drunk? Tommy, Tommy will be the co-host. I will answer phones. I will get you water. Sure I don't know. You don't do a very good job of that with Ron and Fez. I don't know if I want you doing that on this show. How do you know what kind of job I do? Can you see me all the way up from upstairs on the dump button? I hear it. What, do you have a little camera up there? I hear it. Crack staff. I don't want that crack staff. I got me a good producer. Not interested. You just got to stick around and be on the show. And you just got to... In fact, how about this? We change it back to El Jefe's hideout if I win. Oh, no. It's on. We'll change it back to El Jefe. I'm so... And I'll tell you this. I'm so confident I'll win, I'll put my dreads up. What? I'll put my dreads up on the line. No way. I will whoop you. And how about this? It, I will knock you out. What? In the second round. Oh, God. If I don't knock you that, out. That is on. It'll never knock me out. If I don't knock you out in the second round, no matter who wins, I'll shave my head. It's on. The dreads are gone. There is no way you'll I'll, ever knock me out. I'll shave my head in front of everybody St. Patty's I'll night. tell you one thing. You think you're going to beat my ass just because you work out. Working out has nothing to do with who can fight. And I will destroy you. It's not going to happen. I, it's happening. It's mongoloid it's strength. Mongoloid. That nose is broken. Okay. You know how you're going to knock me out? Guys. You're over, you're over sala, saliva, whatever it is. Okay. It's going to have so much drool on the canvas, if, if, I'm going to slip and you'll be able to hit me. That's how it's going to happen. I'm going to trip over your elongated tongue. Okay. That's how it's going to happen. If it happens, if I do not, if I, if you beat me, you're going to get a hideout tattoo. Hideout tattoo. I want hideout okay. on your you other get, arm. You get a treehouse tattoo if I win. Jesus. <laughs> Up the ante. Keep on upping it. No, how, how about this? I already told you I'd shave my head. And I changed the name of the show. Okay, you get a big Bam Bam Bigelow type tattoo <laughs> all the way across your head with a big tree. And in the back, it says Treehouse. I'm not. J-dubs across the back of your I'm shoulders. I'm not doing that. Because it could be a Then why are you asking me to do that? Like I said, you, I could slip on the canvas with all your saliva. Not interested. And it'll knock you out? Yeah, because I could slip and fall and hurt myself. You'll break your hip like you're an old woman. <laughs> I'm going to break your nose. <laughs> I will cry. It's right here. Come here. Give me your best shot right now. No, I'm not going right to. Right now. Why right am now. I going to give away my secrets right now when I got St. Patty's Day? Because you bed? have no secrets. You think Ron and Fez will let us do this? I guarantee it. I'll crush you. There's no doubt. He's a big, dumb, goofy, fat, out of shape loser. That's going to kick your ass. And you know what's going to be awesome? I'm going to be punching you in the mouth and you're going to go on the air the next day. Nobody's going to be able to tell the difference. Your mouth's already all swole up. Like you got cotton balls in there with your big-ass tongue. I'll stomp you. You, are, you have no idea what you're talking about. You've never boxed. You've never fought. How do you know you'll stomp me? I just know. I got a lot of rage in my heart. I got a lot of anger. So it's just going to work out like that. I can't even... I can't even... I was looking for the out music, but we'll use this tonight. No, the out music is in the box. No, we're using this. No! We gotta use the new hit. That's... Come on! Get the out music. Bateman, produce this show. <laughs> I can't believe you seriously want to deal with this with, with anger. You're the one still with anger. You're, you're like George... going to crush me. You're like George W. Bush. I can't, I can't sit there and I can't talk these things out and I can't handle this stuff diplomatically. You are... So I'm going to resort to fighting. I this am because you're never willing to talk it out. I've tried. And now listen to you whine like a little girl. 
You should have drool come out of that clown's mouth like it's your daddy, and that's the reason. You're getting knocked out. That's it. That's it. You're not going to knock me out. I, how about this? Why don't you put something up? You're not going to knock me out. I got my dreads on the line. What do you want me to put up? I've already put up a tattoo. You'll get the hideout tattoo? Yeah. And we and we change it back to El Jefe's hideout. So then the tattoo isn't even right. It's so classic. Can't wait to destroy you. And don't have your... Shit coming up and being like, what about dubs? And, and you know, why? how could you beat my boyfriend's ass? It was easy, honey. It was easy. At least I have someone to go home to. Play it out. <laughs> Play it out. That's why you're longing after somebody with a penis. All right, whatever. You do them. 5,000. 5,000. <laughs>